0: Holman, I'm starting episode number 191 off with a full stomach, and I'm happy about that.
1: Yes, I was uh, late installing uh, Bilstein shocks on my JL. <laughs> at the shop, you bought me
0: plenty of time to eat Shake Shack, so I had yes. my my uh, you cheated
1: on Wiener Schnitzel. Clearly,
0: yeah, I feel a little scummy about that, a little dirty. Uh, Shake Shack's just okay.
1: I mean, they're really expensive for what you get. I spent 15.25 on a very small single burger. Would have been uh, cheaper in and out um probably would
0: have saved 6 or 7 bucks at least yeah. Yeah, and then you could have spent that on chocolate chip cookies at uh 711. Yeah, you're right, a twofer. They're uh, although they raised the price now it's like 2.25. They used to be like $1. Listen, a $1.99. Inflation's happening whether you like it or not, people. Elections have consequences. <laughs> Ooh. This week has been insane for truck news. There is no question that don't even get me started with the Toyota Tundra shots that were, t- you know, the interior shots that are going around. Uh, all right, we'll have to talk about that in a minute because someone raided a Best Buy store and just got some Samsung monitors and slapped them onto a dash.
1: It's a giant screen. <laughs> it's just we'll not, talk not about that integrated. in a minute. Yeah, but well, we'll talk about some more big screen stuff too. Um, I, I can start sort of start talking about some things.
0: Um, well, that before I've you been do doing. that, I I I wanted you to get in really briefly about what you were doing to your jail because. We were talking about my food, but you were about to get into your Oh, jail.
1: no, i are just getting it ready for, uh, it's going to be in a bunch of Overland uh, Expo West in AEV's booth there. Uh, Olaf, which is a big overlanding event out here in California in October. Uh, we've got the Adventure Off-Road thing. Well, actually, by the time you hear this, it's last week, so sorry you missed it. Uh, in Huntington Beach. How was the food and the the burgers and, and, and builds? It's better than your Shake Shack because it was the habit.
0: Oh, no, I love the habit.
1: And you should have been there.
0: Yeah, I should have. But you weren't
1: because you went somewhere else.
0: I was in Santa Rosa. Even though
1: this hasn't happened yet, but by the time you
0: hear this, it already happened. I'm pretending as if it's happened. Got so it. So I was in Santa Rosa, California at a big West Coast Diesel's event. How was the weather? Uh, smoky. Uh-huh. Very hot and smoky. What was the exact
1: temperature on Saturday? Uh, I was 88. Uh, I'm gonna double check <laughs> you on
2: that.
1: I have no idea what it's gonna be a couple days from now. So anyway, uh, I've been in the shop all day, so we've been getting that ready, and uh, I've got What some what, what
0: shop? Uh, Adventure Off Road. Okay. In Huntington Beach. All right. Oh, with our friend Mike. With our
1: friend Mike Rice. By the way, uh, people don't know this, but Mike Rice used to be the guy on the manufacturer side of Lemon Law stuff. He's gonna come on the show and talk about what the manufacturers will do to screw you out of cashing in on a Lemon Law, which affects you. Yes, it does. Because you're trying to, uh, you well, bought another crappy car.
0: Should we talk about that here or later? Uh, so let's, let's, let's get into the show and thank all of our sponsors and all that kind of stuff. Okay, because I, I would like your opinion because uh-huh. I, well, I'd like to bring you up to date because as far as you know, I still need an attorney or I need Mike Rice's help. Okay. But some things have changed. Oh, interesting. But I'll, I'll bring you up to okay. speed in just a minute. All right. Uh,
1: so anyway, I talked to Mike. I said, hey, would you want to come on the show? And he goes, oh, hell yeah, I'd love to do that. So, uh, anyway, he, uh, he basically overseas runs Adventure Off-Road, but he was in the legal side uh, at a major car company at one point, so thought he would be kind of an interesting uh, guest to come in, and then- and wait, you're skipping over the fact that he does a podcast occasionally. He also does a podcast. So if you want to hear about guys talking about uh, off-roading and then whiskey, then uh, that's where you go. <laughs> dirt to whiskey? Dirt to whiskey, yeah. Okay. So basically they uh, they earn their whiskey by talking about dirt. <laughs> and then uh, they have dry throats. and I have not had a chance. I owe Mike a listen. I, I do. You he's, should. He- he's a good guy. Uh, listen to it now. The first one's a little bit rough because he's getting his uh, audio right, and now it's a lot better. So. Oh, I will and, not listen to the first one. No, no, no. You'll, just, you'll hate it. Yeah, you'll hate it. I tried to help him me. out, yeah. So. If uh, only he knew someone to call. If only. No, we've talked. I've, I've tried to help him out on some stuff. You're, you don't return phone calls or texts Are you
0: insane? Mike and I trade, I would say that we talk via email or text twice a week. Oh, we talk twice a day.
1: <laughs> I'm at the same frequency as me. Oh, so you're- He can't you're, wait three days for a response. You're, you're, you're cheating
0: you. on your wife with Mike.
1: Uh, no, I do that with you. So uh, as you guys know, I've been, uh, I've been traveling. There's been a lot of embargoed stuff coming up. So the next few weeks of the podcast, we have a lot of stuff going on.
0: Hold on. I was not anticipating that so early in the episode. Embargo.
1: Right. Before we get into the show, we've hey, got to- Coleman, do you mind yes. if I uh, disrobe? Because it's so I freaking hot. Do you know, I do mind. Please stop doing that.
0: I, I I have to. Why I'm,
1: do you have extra layers on? I don't know. I come with less layers I on. I always
0: wear an undershirt, but yeah. I can't wear an undershirt and this button down. Like, this yeah. is
1: just- Anyway, uh, thank you, Nissan, for uh, sticking with us, despite all of our antics for the uh, last, Jesus, uh,
0: coming up on almost four years. It is weird that I went was, by fast. Uh, I had a conversation with someone today said, "Hey, yeah, I've got a podcast and we do we've done over 190 episodes and we've never missed a single week." I'm like, "You're talking about us." Wait a minute, we've done 190 consecutive this is weeks. 200. Well, we took a couple weeks off.
1: We've had a couple weeks off for the holidays and we had a couple I, weeks off Did we this.
0: ever What I'm saying is this show has been on consistently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, the show we've we've taken weeks off and doubled up on shows, but we have never Missed an episode. We've never yeah. left
0: you guys high and dry for, without an episode for like two
1: hundred weeks. No, because it would be more like one hundred ninety four weeks or something like that if you count our bonuses because they drop in the middle of the week. Long story short, we've been around for a while. So wait, what did that person say? You were telling that person about us. I was just showing off. Oh, I thought you were talking about some other podcasters telling you they had a podcast and you're like, that's not
0: impressive. Um, I don't remember how it came up. They're just like, uh, oh, they heard about our podcast. They're like, how many have you done? Expecting me to say like ten or twelve. Yeah, right. Ago. Uh, I think hundreds. we're on, I think we're Soon we'll be able to say hundreds.
1: Yeah, it's true. That's that'll be weird. That's a lot of But then lot I of get podcasts.
0: depressed when I feel like a, when I found like a Joe Rogan who's like ten thousand two hundred of He also oh, started okay.
1: ten years before let's us. All right, right all do.
0: right. Can we thank Nissan? Yes, please. All right. Just just hang with me through these thoughts right do you, now. Do you know what I did two nights ago? No. I stopped no. At Cerritos Nissan. Okay, you can talk about that. <laughs> I did. I stopped. to Okay. Nissan, did they have I, a frontier yet? Yes. Right. Yes. Because they should be arriving at dealerships right Dead now. Dead center on the marble floor yep. in the middle with the pin light. Guaranteed that's one of their hottest vehicles it. right now. Absolutely. The front. Can I just say that the moment I open the door and walk in, the front end, they just did it right. Oh, it just looks cool. It it just it's a great
1: it. looking little truck. Just did, did it right. Did you sit in
0: it? I absolutely did. What did you think of seats. the interior? Really comfortable. I really mean, but, but not
1: cheap. Like nice. No, no, they did the it. big it, screen. It's absolutely
0: competitive with everybody out yeah. there.
1: It's it's great because it's a good size too. It's not too big. It's not too small. It's like the perfect midsize truck. It's not yes. trying to be a full-size truck. It's just it's just it's garageable.
0: It's maneuverable. Ergonomics are perfect. Spot yeah. on. Every everything you need is within a finger's reach. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great little truck. NissanUSA.com. <laughs> more
1: like lightning. did go down to your local Nissan dealer, check it out in person. The new Frontiers there. Yep. If you're in the market for a pickup truck, talk to my man Carlos. If you're going to Cerritos <laughs> Nissan, <laughs> all right. Shout out to Carlos. All right. So, if you are in the market for a truck, but you need something bigger than the Frontier, mm-hmm. check out the Nissan Titan, the Nissan Titan XD, the industry's best five-year, one hundred thousand mile warranty, the most standard V8 power in its class, and again, zero gravity seats, fender audio system, CarPlay standard, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. All right. So, are you? What, what are we doing here with you looking
0: at Frontier? I, I can't. I can't say more about it.
1: That's embargoed.
0: Embargoed.
1: correct. I'm not. Is this waiting uh, uh, until your lemon lawsuit is
0: n- n- fixed? It doesn't necessarily hinge on that, but it also has to do with something that you're helping me with. Uh huh. Yeah. So I, I he's, was He's more, listening, I was, by
1: the way, the person who's going to help you.
0: Okay. Well, I, I was going by to wet my whistle, as uh-huh. they say. Was it wetted? Very much so. Okay. I, I left with drool out of this corner right here. All right. Not this corner, this corner of my mouth.
1: All right. Well, if you do end up buying a uh, Nissan, a Nissan Frontier, a Nissan Titan, uh, you aren't going to have to visit Durlast because they're so reliable. But for your old piles, you will because mm-hmm. you need to get some Duralast tools. And uh, Durlast features a complete line of professional-grade technicians hand tools engineered for what matters most, and that's speed, access, and strength. You can get sockets and wrenches that feature off-corner loading technology to help prevent the rounding of fasteners, professional-grade ratchet and drive tools that feature chamfered square drive lead-ins for fast and easy placement of sockets and accessories. Durlast tools are manufactured with heat-treated forged alloy steel for superior strength and feature full-polished chrome finish for corrosion resistance and easy cleaning. And all Durlast tools are guaranteed for life. Lighting your hand is up? Uh, well,
0: I wanted to pause you there. I, I know you did, interrupt. but I was trying to get I through the read. I, I know you were because you keep interrupting me while I'm trying to thank the people that support us. It was going to be about Durlast. Okay. Okay. So I sent my kid on his electric scooter down to AutoZone to yeah. go pick up new screwdrivers. Okay. And he came back with a number one screwdriver when he should have come back with a number two screwdriver. You know the difference, right? Yes. Okay. My family, my wife and my kid are always using the number one when they should be using a number two. So they strip every Phillips head uh-huh. out. Okay. And I'm like, ask the guy behind the counter for a Durlast number two. Or have about so just I get a pack of five screwdrivers that go from one on oh. No, because I don't want them to have number ones. Number one should never Did be Then you used. hide them. I should.
1: You should call the 10-millimeter guy and see if he can take your number one Phillips also. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, we don't have time for your antics. We, gotta, we have an action-packed show full of stuff. Mm-hmm. So can we thank Bill Stein now? Yes, please. All right. Bill Stein shocks. These are the shocks you want on your truck. They're from the company that invented the Montitude back in 1955. Bill Stein has full coverage. And when I mean full coverage, I'm talking about a massive catalog. Uh, uh, scores of pages of uh, SKUs and
0: applications. Now, scores is more than hundreds? Uh, it, I want. I haven't held one in a while uh-huh. because they're digital now. Let me ask you: but If it's, I, sent it's you, like a small book. If I sent you a PDF of the catalog, oh, would, dude, it, would it clog your inbox?
1: It would clog my inbox. Okay. It would probably do one of the things where you have to download it from the drive in the cloud or something mm-hmm. like that because it's so big. Because Bill Stein has applications for all popular vehicles, including direct replacement, performance upgrades, leveling kits, all the way up to race parts. In fact, you can find Bill Steins from the factory on Nissan Titans, Nissan Frontiers, the Ram TRX, and the new Ford Bronco. When manufacturers want the best, they choose Bill Stein. You should, too, and hey, I do, too. I've got uh, Bill Steins on my personal vehicles, and uh, I've been running them for over 20 years and have always been impressed. So, And your uh, new
0: 8100s are almost on.
1: Uh, if you go to my Instagram, uh, the at ADV Jeep, or even mm-hmm. at Shampi Holman, I believe there are some photos of me caressing them
0: right you, before they went on the Jeep. You might... In some countries they might blur out those photos. They're a little explicit. No, they're not explicit, they're racy. Oh, racy. Racy, yeah. Okay, there's no okay. there's nothing explicit. It just okay. it's just the tenderness that goes in there. But um but the love that a man shows shocks oh, th- these in are in some countries when you have a seven eighth inch shaft
1: lightning, <laughs> it's uh it's a big deal. That's what she
0: said. Exactly.
1: And hey, you uh, Toyota guys out there, uh if you're looking for upper control arms, Bill Stein now has upper control arms for popular late model Toyota applications. All these things and more at BillStein.com, so head over to the website and see all the things they offer for your personal fleet of vehicles. And again, thank you to all of our listeners who have been supporting BillStein have been getting calls from BillStein saying, hey, we've got people from the truck show who are sending messages asking us which
0: application, which shocks." So it's uh, it's pretty cool to see you guys support us. And if you have a need for quality truck accessories, like maybe you're construction guy and you need- so a- Like, are you talking toolboxes? Well, crossbox, yes.
1: Transfer tanks? Mm-hmm. Side steps and yes. truck bed protection? Yes. Okay. I know who has those. Who? DZ. D-E-E-Z-E-E? Yeah, the quality truck accessory people. They can also outfit you for the weekend so that your rig is weekend ready with overlanding products, roof racks, and Jeep accessories, just to name a few things. You can check out their full product lineup at... DZ.com, and that's D-E-E-Z-E-E.com. You can be the first to know about any new products by following them on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at
0: DZMFG. That's D-E-E-Z-E-E-M-F-G. Check them out because they've been making quality truck parts right here in the United States since 1973. Shout out to Central Iowa! The Truck Show. We're gonna show you what we know. We're gonna answer what the truck, cause truck rides with the The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything is... Between. we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show whoa, whoa.
2: it's the truck show
0: with your hosts lightning and holman holman look over here on my computer Yep. You see that spike right there that's Oh, I just did it again. That was awesome. Hold I know. Don't, don't do that. Hey-oh! I just did it again. What are you, Ed McMahon from Johnny Carson back in the 80s? Oh, what did he used to say? He had a Heyo! Oh. Well, no, but he had other uh no. catchphrases. Well, that was the main one. Hey,
1: hey oh. Well, no, I'm not Ed McMahon. He's uh passed Dead? on. Yeah. Uh a legend. Legend in entertainment. Something you and I will never be. Uh speaking of entertainment for uh You know, I
0: hung out with Ed McMahon and Jenny McCarthy. I do know that. Do you? Okay. I actually do know There's that. There's a photograph of me in a bathing suit with Jenny McCarthy and Ed McMahon. Uh-huh. It's <laughs> Everything you expect it to be.
1: All right, so uh, speaking of entertainment, if you guys head over to Motortrend.com, you may see some
0: cameos from your uh, your friend Sean Holman. Yeah, on, on Motortrend On Demand, I watched you on Overland Adventure. You were hosting along with, uh, I think, Nina Barlow. Does that ring a bell?
1: Yep, our uh, our very own Nina Barlow, who's been on the show before. Nina was our uh, our trail guide, so she was narrating the trail, and uh, that's part of Overland Adventure. It's sort of uh, three parts of uh, adventure. Uh, scenery and history And uh, we basically like to get Everybody together so that they can uh, enjoy it So if you want to go to uh, youtube.com To the Motor Trend channel uh, Just search for uh, 2021 Overland Adventure It'll come up, it's a three part series I like That's the uh,
0: cool. I, like, I like the mix of uh, Jeeps and Paleolithic history
1: Okay, alright
0: <laughs> uh, It was a cool event, we had uh, 40
1: vehicles And like 75 people uh, I want to say we did like 450 or 500 miles Off road, something like that uh, it was done earlier in the year, so I can't remember because I've been doing too Isn't much it a, stuff Now, I hold like. on a second.
0: Stop for a second. Is this like when uh, Brad Pitt shoots a movie four years ago and it finally comes out? Uh, and, they, and they do it's, interviews? It's and- like me
1: doing the podcast and not remembering what we did a month ago. Yeah. No idea. Isn't it weird? Uh, it's very weird. So it's no different than uh, the next thing you guys will see me on. It, the, it may be out by the time you hear this, but I can finally talk about that trip I went on where I became the very first person in the history of ever to drive a four-wheel drive EV down Black Bear Pass in uh, Telluride, Colorado.
0: What?
1: So uh, Motor Trend hooked up with Rivian, and some of you correctly guessed that because you've been DMing me and emailing us about, hey, I think the the brand is Rivian.
0: So this was the thing on... Embargo.
1: This was a thing where I was gone for 10 days and we had to do a bunch of podcasts before I left, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was on leg three of five. We did over 7,500 miles. On my leg, we did 1,500 miles of off-roading... Two Rivian R1Ts from the East Coast to the West Coast off-road on the Trans-American wow. Trail. The Trans-American the Trail. The trans America Trail. Wow. So our uh, leg was from um, uh, Oklahoma, and uh, we ended up in uh, basically Moab, Utah, where the next group took over. At any point, were you-
3: Are we there yet? <laughs> not yet.
1: Nope. No, it was awesome. Uh, we'll have- I did some audio. Not a whole lot of audio, but it's some audio- of because the trucks are silent except for
0: going over gravel, well,
1: gravel but there's a bunch of really cool stuff. When, when the video drops, maybe we'll play some of my interview uh, for the podcast listeners. But a couple takeaways: uh, it it changed my mind about wheeling an EV. Um, we were in the 300 mile range models, and if you, uh, we'll talk about it in news what the EPA just rated them at. And we consistently off road got 165 to 190 miles of off road. The way they drive totally different, but it doesn't feel like a science fair project. It has the best air suspension of any production truck I've ever driven. It feels complete. There were engineers with us taking notes the whole time. People who are buying Rivians are going to see dozens, if not more, fixes, especially to the UX and the way the vehicle operates based on our feedback during this trip. We were like the last people that Rivian brought on to validate the vehicles before they go on sale this month. So you're saying that there's some Holman in every Rivian? Oh, there will be. There will be a little <laughs> bit of Holman, especially in the one that I was in. There was a lot of Holman in that one. Um, But I will tell you guys that it is amazing. I was really blown away as somebody who's not an EV homer to be in one for 8 days, 10 days, across the country for hundreds upon hundreds of miles and do it off-road. We talk about getting stuck. I can talk about what it was like going down Telluride. But I wanted to just kind of tease that to you guys now because that's coming up. And uh, I'm trying to get somebody from Rivian. To come on the show because I couldn't catch anybody while I was on the trip. You're we just have, too busy. But th- why has Rivian been so elusive for the last four years? Oh, I mean, they're a they're a very small, very focused company, and they're they're doing it. And it's the the story behind it's interesting. So anyway, we'll circle back to Rivian. Uh, if you guys go to MotorTrend.com, I think it'll be on the MotorTrend YouTube channel. You can see it. There's I uh, I can't remember if it's three or four parts, mm-hmm. maybe even be five parts. Any carnage? Any fire? No. No, these vehicles were unbelievable. I got stuck once. We got a few flat tires, things like that. The vehicles themselves, uh, I broke one of them, uh, but they had it fixed the next day. Uh, We'll go into that. Um, So much to talk about. Also, uh, next week we're going to have Jacqueline McQuaid back on the podcast from Chevrolet. She's the chief engineer uh, for GM's uh, pickup trucks. The 2022 Silverado just got announced last week. Yes. And if you guys also go to Motor Trend, you'll see me doing a walk around of the new— Uh, Silverado ZR2. Tell me more. Uh, We can play it really quick if you want. I would like that, yes. Yeah, ZR2, absolutely. Do it. And an exclusive interview coming up with me and Ford, who dropped a Maverick off to show it to me at my house, and we put a bunch of stuff in the bed and hung out. We couldn't drive it, couldn't ride in it, because it's pre-all that. But we got an interview in the front-wheel drive base model hybrid that goes for $19,995, and I'll tell you guys what my first impressions are uh, on that in an upcoming episode. So do they sound like... (laughs) Uh, yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> okay. That's exactly what my Rivian trip <laughs> sounded like after uh, day nine. All right. All right. Let me, uh, let me play this really quick uh, clip for you guys from the, uh, from the Silverado. Um, I had a chance to uh, see it early and thought it would be uh, kind of cool to share with you guys. And there's some nuggets in here that we can uh, talk about next week, next episode. What? Do you, what? what You'll hear you? them. You'll hear them. I drop a couple things that need to be explored further. Oh, really? A couple bombs. Couple uh, knowledge bombs. bombs.
0: Knowledge. All right. So, knowledge firecrackers. Okay. Sure. (music)
1: Hi, I'm Sean Holman from Motor Trend, and behind me is the all-new 2022 Chevy Silverado ZR2, Chevrolet's newest premium off-road vehicle, and we're going to take a closer look. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Do it. For 2022, Chevy has cleaned up some of the more controversial styling elements of the Silverado, and the ZR2 looks even better with a unique hood, unique front bumper, and oh, a wow. great new grille that has the Chevy flow tie logo. Engine-wise, the new truck—what?
0: I'm saying that hood looks good.
1: Yeah, it looks like a uh, bigger version of the uh, Colorado ZR2. Yeah, it does. Keep playing. Just look. Just listen. All right. Will be available with the 2.7-liter turbo four
0: now with 20% more torque at. 4- Wait, what? Wait, what? What? Rewind that. Oh, I'm Rewind. sorry.
1: We uh, we cut right in the middle of it. Oh,
0: re- just back it up a little bit. All right, ready? Yeah. And more torque at 420 pound-feet. 420 pound-feet.
1: From a little four-cylinder turbo. Keep listening. Okay. Keep listening. The venerable 5.3-liter V8, the 6.2-liter V8, and the 3-liter straight-six turbo diesel, now with 4,000 pounds more towing capability. 4,000 more pounds from the turbo diesel. What did they do? Too bad they stopped making it for a few uh, uh, months, but damn it, just keep listening. But the truck behind me, the brand new ZR2, comes standard with a 6.2 liter V8 backed by a 10 speed automatic. The Silverado ZR2 is Chevy's premium off-road pickup truck and comes with Multimatic DSSV spool valve shocks, 33 inch off-road tires, tow hooks, a full complement of skid plates, as well as an exhaust that's tucked up under the rear bumper so you don't damage it on the trail. You can also get a front bumper with removable end caps, terrain modes with one pedal drive, and best of all, more wheel travel than a trail boss. Oh, and did I forget? Front and rear selectable lockers, something you can't get anywhere else on the Silverado lineup. One of the most exciting... By the way, interior badass what did they if do to the interior you hate the current interior and think it's a letdown compared to the other trucks i don't
0: think anyone hates it; they were just let down there's the difference of right, right, hating and just, let down just look at this video okay all right changes
1: about the all new 2022 chevy silverado is this beautiful new dash on lt trims oh. and above the driver gets a configurable 12.3 inch display while the main screen is a full 13.4 inches you even get usb a 13.4, 13.4
0: inches. And now it's landscape. It's landscape. Yeah, so that's not vertical, guys. Nope. It's not like the Tesla.
1: And USB cs heated and cool seats. Everything that you're looking for in a modern truck is right here in this Silverado. Also available on the ZR2 is Chevy's 6-position multi-flex tailgate that has this convenient floating work surface. Love but that. if you like to show off at parties... So if you're the uh, guy who always wanted the uh, GMC tailgate on the Chevy... Yep. It just came, I think, last year, but they didn't have a—you know—was it hasn't been out very long. It will be on more
0: Chevy Silverados for 2022. I love it and use it in our 2020 Denali. I I, I, honestly, I'm super stoked on that.
1: You can deploy it with one quick action, and even has this great step for
0: accessing the bed. So handy. Oh, you know what that's really good for? Pause it right there. There's a whole lot forklift loading.
1: I don't like it for forklift loading. Maybe on a narrow forklift. I like the Ram barn doors better because they open out to the side so you can get a full pallet in. The way the Chevy uh, tailgate
0: is cut, mm-hmm. it's narrow in the middle. I- I'm telling you that we just put a pallet in our Denali. Oh, I'm now, not saying granted, it's not possible. No, we. I guess our, our forklift at work is, it's an old Nissan from, from, from the 60s. But it worked. I mean, no issues. Nice. Huh. More to unpack with this truck behind me. So for more information,
1: head over to MotorTrend.com. So there you go. Head over to uh, MotorTrend.com and then uh, do 400 and what pound feet? Uh, 420 from the little 2.7 uh, four-cylinder turbo. It's
0: freaking bonkers.
1: Yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty cool. So and then uh, like I said, we've got uh, uh, some stuff coming up with uh, Ford Maverick. I've got the Rivian stuff. Lots of videos. So it's funny. Somebody saw a uh, bear paint thing for the Pro Painters van mm-hmm. and DM'd me on Instagram and said. Hey Holman, this sounds like your voice. Are you doing voiceover for uh, Bear Paint commercials now? It sounds like you. And you said
2: right. I
1: said uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's me. Um, So anyway, I'm doing all sorts of weird stuff. You might find me uh, in the uh, Cameo pile. Where did you shoot that? Uh, Right here. Yeah, in Marina Del Rey. No, at uh, at a place uh, studio in Marina Del Rey. Uh, Chevy had one property out, and they said, "Hey, you guys want to spend a couple hours with it? Come do something
0: with it. You can come check it out early." So I said, "Yes." What is that, any idea what the blue is? Because that blue is awesome. I don't know what the color is. A very kind of uh, azure bright. So everything
1: here is embargoed until this week. But when you hear this podcast, it's not embargoed. And I don't have all the materials yet until tomorrow, which is last Wednesday. Go figure that one out. Wait, what? Yeah. Did you just say? I said we should get to our friends at Ram because uh, I did a, a, a little uh, interview with our friend Mike Koval, the CEO of Ram Trucks, uh, a few days ago. I asked him if uh, we could record it and throw it on the podcast, and uh, he he said absolutely. So kind of cover a bunch of stuff going on with Ram Trucks and thought it would be cool to have him on. But can't you
0: go higher in the food chain? I mean, seriously. I mean, what are we, slumming with the CEO? Oh, well, wait. That's the highest person there!
1: Well, I mean, I could go to the uh, Stellantis... Uh, CEO of the entire thing, but uh, he would go, "Uh, Why do I want to?
0: What other podcast has the CEO of Ram on? None! None! (laughs) Hold Puppet, play it! Play it! All
1: right! I'm finding it. Just calm down. I'm saying, we we get no cred for all the work you do. All right, so we had a uh, opportunity to uh, have a returning guest on for uh, the, the Truck Show podcast, and that's Mike Koval, the Ram brand CEO. And uh, Mike, we've got quite a lot of uh, news that's come out of the brand here in the uh, in the last few weeks, so we thought it would be a good time to uh, get you back on, so really appreciate you coming on. I do have to start out with a couple of things. One is completely in love with our long-term TRX, which I don't know how... Anybody can't be, but that that truck driving it every day is uh, absolutely uh, one half insane and uh, one half uh, you know like one of the greatest vehicles I think I've ever I've ever driven. And I I've, I'm not just saying that. Good it's one, Everything home. from <laughs> comfort to the luxury true. and of course so and the power and then capability that that thing just rocks.
2: 1500
1: miles so far. Yeah. No. Thanks.
2: And and good to be back with you, Sean. And and you're absolutely right. And Ram is committed to innovation and powertrain leadership. And you know. That this Ram 1500 TRX uh, not only expands the Ram light duty lineup, but it sets the benchmark of extreme off-road performance. I don't have to tell you, we were the first to break the 700 horsepower barrier with TRX, of course, dragging or pushing 650 pound feet of torque. Look, 0 to 60 and 4.5, this is the quickest, fastest, and most powerful production truck in the world and uh, it is doing very well in the marketplace and, and glad you glad you're enjoying it as well.
1: I uh, may have clicked off a of 4.3 uh, the other day, but we'll, we'll just uh, we'll, we just won't tell anybody about that. I, it's funny, there's a, a Ferrari 488 spider, which is I think 650 horsepower, or something like that. And uh, the dude's at the light and keeps looking at the TRX. And so I sort of accelerated and then he accelerated. So I just kept in his blind spot and he kept going and I kept going. And he kept going, and I kept going, and he kept looking around like, why is this massive truck still right here hanging with me? It was, uh, I'm not going to lie, there was a, a little bit of joy inside my heart that a uh, you know 6,800-pound truck was, uh, you know, I'm sure if the guy... By the way, it's uh, 6,800 pounds with um, you and me in it. It's about 6,350, 6,400 without us.
0: And now that was totally street legal what you are doing right there, right? I wasn't <laughs>
1: racing. I was keeping in his blind spot. I was behind him. There's <laughs> a difference. He was... He was- accelerating uh-huh. i was going to flow traffic
0: right oh so you were both doing 55 we stopped at 55 Oh, uh, sure he
1: did. yeah I was actually a 60 mile an hour street uh, i'm sure you did mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you know i'm sure if the guy you know completely jumped on it he could have gotten away from me of course but the fact of the matter is the trx has so much torque it's so fast that you can you can hang with some of those sports car guys and i think there's a shocking amount of speed and they're just they just can't believe it and then i had another guy who wanted me to go in front. He motioned for me to go in front because he wanted to hear the exhaust, which has to be one of the greatest things on that truck. When you start it up, cold start in the morning, lets out that loud bark. My uh, my whole neighborhood hears it. And uh, I'm not sure everybody loves it, but I certainly do. My wife was in the shower one day. She goes, did you just start the truck? I said, yeah. She goes, I heard it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, my only question for you is, were you using launch control? Because as you know, the TRX features standard Launch control. And I just have to ask, were you using it?
1: Uh, I did use launch control, and for those of you who don't know how that works, it's uh, especially if you're in the truck market. You've been in some of the SRT uh, car products. Launch control is awesome because basically you set it up through the through the uh, infotainment system. By the way, we've got the big twelve inch screen in the RAM. You put your foot on the brake and you choose what RPM you want the vehicle to launch at. So the TRX, through our testing, seems to really like twenty two hundred to twenty four hundred. You push your foot on the brake and the brake pressure shows up on your driver information screen, and then you map the throttle, and it'll hold it at that exact throttle, even though it's floored. You slip off the brake and you're off to the races, and it's the cleanest way to knock down low four seconds or to 60s completely consistently.
2: It's really awesome. And the only thing I would, I would tell you, and you mentioned it a minute ago, is if your story stopped there with a the legendary performance, you'd be missing half the other half of the story, because when you crawl into the cabin, You see that the attention to detail, the comfort, everything that we designed and engineered into our Longhorn and limited trim models, you find in the TRX. It's comfortable. It's surprisingly quiet, but it still gives you that throttle note that you like. We have back seats that do front seat things. They're heated. They're cooled. They're reclined. So it is a no compromise performance icon. And uh, we're just so proud. It's doing really well, Sean, right now. Thanks.
1: Yeah I can I can imagine I'm just starting to see them all over the place and talking about you know really setting the bar in terms of uh performance. Curious what your thoughts are on the uh, the new Ford Raptor and the upcoming Raptor R. Obviously, you guys benchmarked Ooh. that truck, He came out with pa- in my opinion, a second, better truck.
0: I'm dying to know if he'll actually be f- forthright, is that the right word? Uh candid, I should say. I just listen. Uh, okay See what he has to say okay i mean he knows i got out of the out of the
1: raptor he uh, uh said that he read the article that i wrote on it so they're, they're aware they they pay attention to what's going on out uh, there okay here we go one model which i think is great they had to move to a uh, a you know uh, five link rear suspension uh, similar to what you guys have to be able to stay competitive they don't quite have the horsepower yet but we hear it's coming with the r the chassis the truck seems to be a really good vehicle you guys still have the edge and shock technology. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm guessing that you guys aren't easily thinking about seeding this market to Ford on their response to uh, TRX.
2: Yeah, I mean, Ram has steadily built its off-road truck portfolio to America, to become America's off-road truck leader. And the TRX has been absolutely a halo product for entire showroom. But, but you're absolutely right. And frankly, uh, we're not surprised. When, when we set the benchmark for extreme off-road pro- performance with TRX, we knew that uh, the competition would come after us. Shots and, fired! And, and... Shots fired! <laughs> uh, the CEO,
1: he's not—he's not pulling punches there, is he? <laughs> Boom! <Yeah. laughs> Boom! We set the standard. We went after the market. We benchmark. Oh Benchmark. Yeah. Benchmark. Yeah, he yeah, says. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, Mike's not shy. Uh, or tell you what he thinks. So that's... Snap! Uh, but listen, the guy—the guy is riding on a, a bunch of incredible product. Mm-hmm. Great news! Uh, a product that's crushing in categories right now. Like, right? He can be cocky. Yeah, Ram but, hasn't
0: always been able to be the ones who can be cocky. Yeah, but Ram is suffering from the 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 chip shortage, and they're having
2: their worst year ever. Oh, wait, that's Ford. <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> All right, here we go. I agree. I mean, the, the Bilstein, the, the shocks are absolutely plush. Um, you know, and frankly, my opinion, uh, and I would think the engineers would tell you the same thing, uh, that our active damping delivers the best combination of ride handling response and softer landings compared to anybody. Well, and you guys are doing some things that are different with TRX in, in regards to the shocks. The shocks are obviously
1: um, state-of-the-art, um, semi-active, both on the rebound and compression circuit. We've talked about it this on the show before, whereas the live valve Foxes that are on the Raptor are compression only. Fox talks about their shocks having a 80 milliseconds of reaction time, whereas your Bilstein's have 12 milliseconds. And you guys have you know way more force um, the ability to affect force on and damp force on each corner way more than what the Foxes are on the Raptor. So they're definitely playing in the shallow end of the semi-active pool. I think the shocks really are the magic, um, to the TRX. And one thing I'd like to say about the shocks is, you know, you're using an extruded aluminum body.
0: Well, I wonder, so th- on our last episode, you talked at length about the shock technology and then here we are again talking about the shocks. Now there is a lot more to the truck than shocks. Yeah. Before you jump in here, you are a shock homer. No, I mean, you you no, are. I, no, I like no. shocks. You you there's it's obvious. I, li- and, I like suspension. I, no, I know that. And I and as suspension I suspension makes or break a car makes or breaks a car. As do I. I really yeah, do. Or a truck. But there is an I I wonder if it's an inordinate amount of shock talk when there's the whole rest of the truck to talk about because and I also wonder if it makes them feel a little awkward because. They the, the OEs aren't making the shocks like Fox, Bill Stein, et cetera. They're designing the shock with hand in hand with the OEs. But is it weird? No. That it's not weird? No, that's a selling point. Why would they advertise it?
1: They're not talking about their Teneco shocks that are on every other product that they make, or their Gabriel shocks or whatever. No. They've said we spent the money. We they probably if I had to guess, six to seven thousand dollars. In shock technology per truck from the factory. Okay, that's insane. You you brag about that. I I would be shocked. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there. Oh,
0: hold on a second. Uh,
1: no, I I would be sh- surprised if it was less than seventy five hundred bucks
0: per vehicle that they're paying for the shocks. You think their costs are retail? Their cost. You think wholesale cost at thousands of sets they're paying seventy five hundred dollars mm-hmm. for a set of four. Mm hmm. Damn. Yeah. Those are, those are spendy. That's why you talk about it.
1: All right, play on. It doesn't have the fat body that a Fox does. And so Ford is saying, oh, 3.1 inch shocks. Well, those are the bodies. It's not the piston size. If you look at the three pistons that are in each uh, TRX shock versus the single 57-millimeter piston that's in the Fox shocks, it, you have about a 58-millimeter working area. So when people are talking about shock sizing, it's not the size that's important it's the piston surface area, the tuning, and in your case, semi-active on both rebound and compression. It makes all the difference, and I think that's where the TRX magic comes in. It's going to be really hard for another manufacturer who's not working with Bilstein to have that level of technology in their truck for suspension. I think that's a huge coup for you guys.
2: No thanks, and, and uh, you know, the, the, I would tell you the engineers subjected our development trucks, before we brought this to market, to, to thousands, thousands and thousands of miles of desert off-road testing to do exactly what you just described. And that is to ensure that TRX had the strength, number one, the durability and the reliability uh, that, in our opinion, the street extreme off-road customer frankly expects and demands.
1: So let's talk about reliability for a minute. This is a huge story for Ram. Uh, JD Power uh who's known for doing their quality surveys on their initial quality survey the IQS which is so right here pay close attention to the numbers this is a staggering staggering improvement I'm waiting all right the first uh was it 90 or 100 days of ownership per uh, 100 vehicles you guys just took ram as a brand just took the number one position that has got to be a good feeling cuz knowing For the entire industry. Number one. Ram trucks. For J.D. Power uh, initial quality survey. That's a massive. But that's really
0: easy to achieve. Oh, no, it's not. The engineers
1: and the team and the people behind Ram, um, knowing where the company was, let's say, 10 years
0: ago in trucks, knowing what the company has done to really push the quality envelope to get. That is, I don't mean to be sarcastic. That is really significant because. You know, we, we've we've had—I can't remember if we talked about this on the air or not, but, you know, I have the history with Chrysler products way back with, like— uh, A lot of people do. Uh, yeah, and, you know— and it's not great. It's not great. We used to joke that, you know, especially the first-gen Rams, the truck would fall apart around the engine. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that would be the joke. And my I, when I was discussing potential truck ownership many moons ago with my father, I was talking about the TRX, and he actually had heard about it, and he goes— yeah, but that's a that's a Chrysler product, and I nope. said not so much. Well, and the other
1: thing too, you have to think about is you know how complex vehicles are these days. Oh, well, we we talk yeah. Mike and I talk about it a little bit, but but what I want you to listen to is the average number of vehicles, the industry standard, and what Ram just achieved. Ram's been around for ten years as its own standalone brand since it divorced itself from Dodge Ram and became Ram Trucks within the portfolio. The reason for that is. Them separate from cars, allow them to have their own team, their own marketing budget, their own CEO, and use their own profits to fund
0: truck development and R&D and quality and the fruits so of those are, labor. Are, are you are, saying Holman that that the net they're not siphoning off the net profit, the proceeds, and, no, each, and funneling it into each brand, passenger
1: cars? Each brand is able to take care of themselves. That's the whole reason Ram separated. A lot of people still call them Dodges. Dodge truck, Dodge uh, Ram, Lightning I, I deal with Cummings engines. I hate that. Listen, really listen, there's a lot of people who still, and I get it. It's hard to break that habit. I, it took me a couple of years to break that habit. But when you're covering the automotive industry, you have to be correct. So Ram trucks is Ram trucks. We used to joke even in 09, 10, 11, like where you could fil- still find uh, Dodge versus Ram on the truck. There were a couple little places. One was the little uh, ashtray, sunglass holder, whatever, above the above the center stack said Dodge for a long time and then switched it over to Ram. And then the sticker on the Power Wagon winch. So I think you can have a uh, 2011 or 12 Mm -hmm. Power Wagon. And if you look at the the winch sticker, it still says Dodge on it. Those were the last holdouts on the vehicle. The the Ram, when Ram separated, they were vind as a Ram. But again, people wondered, why did they do that? Why did Dodge ruin it? Because they've been able to invest in the brand. And holy crap, look at what's coming out right now. This is, for a car company to reinvent itself, in a decade. I mean, that's not a, that's not a small task. That's pretty cool. So anyway, I thought it was worth, worth pointing out, but it's a big, it's a big deal for them. I I think a lot of people still have the perception of, you know, which trucks are the most reliable
2: and it turns out it might not be what you think. Let me say a couple of things. First of all, and I think you know, uh, Ram well, and you know me well enough. We're, we're a, we're a humble brand. We're a scrappy truck maker. And and to, To address your your question, uh, the IQS, of course, is the industry benchmark for uh, new vehicle quality and measured at 90 days of ownership, right? And and we know that initial quality has proven to be an excellent predictor of long-term reliability and, frankly, loyalty. And I would tell you, this is a, a monumental development for the Ram brand. Ram is the number one brand in new vehicle quality. And I would tell you that and not just trucks. We're it's talking just, the entire yeah. industry. We were ramps performance was best among 32 brands. Listen to this, including numerous, numerous luxury vehicle brands as well. And I would tell you, look, the, the, these results, and I'll explain further, reinforce our focus to build trucks that our customers will be proud of, but but most importantly, recommend to others. And I would tell you, of course, over time, we know, and I know. We have been considered a risky purchase by some.
1: Are you surprised the CEO said that?
0: Not Mike. I mean, yeah, for a CEO to say this, yeah. yes, but not. Mike. I mean, because
1: that's pretty honest. I c- we he literally said we're cons- We have in the past been considered
0: a risky purchase. But you need to say that out loud. Yeah. So oh no, people- I, I
1: agree. But I'm just asking
0: if you're surprised. I guess I am that yeah, a I guess CEO I am. Would, would say that. But I think that's fair. I think that's really honest. You, At some point, you have to fess up and say, this is what you're all thinking. Yeah, this
1: wasn't our best work. Right. We're doing better. And here's how we're proving that,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. Love it.
2: Ram has the number one brand in new vehicle quality should answer any further questions. There should be no more question anymore. This is not a fluke. It's a meteoric rise in quality performance over the last two years. Uh, friendly reminder, and you, I, you know this, Ram has risen 20 places. Yeah. 20. So
3: 20
0: yeah. Here's one question. I, I don't, yeah, and stop me if you get into this in the in the audio. Um, the issue was build quality, not design. Like that, to me, was never. do I, I the, think anybody's talking about design here. No, this I understand that. Yeah. So, so here's what I'm getting at: yeah. is that how do you solve build quality? Because it to me, a lot of that has to do with your manpower or women power. Um, it has to do with it's personnel related and well, getting, getting, it's not, it's not
1: only that, it's also componentry. It's also buying at scale. If you need a part for a nickel, but you don't have enough scale to do it in a nickel and you got to pay seven cents, that's two cents that you don't have for another product. Whereas if you have scale and you have sales to make that scale, you can buy better quality products for cheaper to keep your end product more competitive. So it's everything it's manufacturing, it's the way you screw it together, it's the fasteners, it's the the way people build it, it's the pride they have. It's the componentry that you buy, that you source. It's your suppliers. What can you afford? Uh, it's your marketing budget. How can you tell people about it, right? I mean, it's not as easy as, oh, well, this screw is a, a better screw than that screw, so now our quality went up. Well, it, it's everything, right? It's,
0: it's everything from— Well, that's kind of what I was getting at, and, and I was saying it poorly, but you understand. You speak lightning. And that's <laughs> they had to overhaul everything. Yeah.
1: everything, soup
0: to nuts. It's Talk also how bottom. you deal
1: with your warranty, right? I mean, there's how? some companies who rather pay. But
0: how did they do that? Because you literally have almost because have to they fire ha- everyone
1: because they had the money
0: from purchasing the market. Right. You got to get out, and if you're good enough, we'll let you back in. And then you run a strainer, like like it's just filter only the good stuff. I think stays it's in the building. Strainer. I
1: think it's building corporate culture. I think it's you part of Ram story that's interesting to me is. When they separated from Dodge and they had now had their own financial independence to do what they thought they needed to do for the brand.
0: But, you're, all right, I, yes, I hear you. But what I'm saying is they must have fired no, idiots. No, they didn't fire everybody, though. I, I, I mean, but you But
1: had, it's not necessarily firing idiots. Sometimes it's just as simple as you didn't have the resources you needed so to complete the tab. So corporate
0: constraints sure, are— Sure, that,
1: that's impactful, too. You may have uh, incredibly talented people that can stretch a penny super far— and can make a great product that's still not competitive. But you start getting those incredibly talented people some resources, and you start getting some wins, and you start getting some sales, you start getting some pride, and you have owners who love you and dealers who love you, right? I mean, it just it compounds over time. Self-fulfilling so is what you're saying. I, I would like to think so. Play on. It, it, it's incredible. When you look at uh, Ram came in at 128 problems per 100 vehicles. The next closest was also a Stellantis brand, which is Dodge at 139. And Lexus, who has long been the long time sort of benchmark in quality, was at 144. And so for you guys to be at 128 and Lexus to be at 144 is huge. And we all know that as vehicles increase in luxury and vehicles increase in technology, there are more reported problems because people are frustrated with the infotainment center or the, you know, whatever the, um, you know, uh, active handling or, or whatever the different features are. And as vehicles get more feature rich, it's harder and harder to control the, the, the quality and the perception of quality and the actual uh, quality. The fact that Ram has the 12 inch screen, which, by the way, you connect is still, in my personal opinion as a journalist, the gold standard in, in um, telematics and interaction with the vehicle across the entire Stellantis St- por- portfolio,
0: whether it's, you know, Jeep, Ram, dodge whoever it doesn't matter is that true because do you not like the ford sync or any of the other systems Uh, out there no i I,
1: I like them but but you connect for probably two generations now maybe three well you connect fives coming out has been the gold standard across the industry and
0: why is it ease of connectivity doesn't forget your device super
1: easy to use it doesn't crash a lot it has really high-end graphics um navigation is simple it's customizable You can change your icons in the dock for the stuff you want to enter, you know, fast. Um, You get into some of these other ones. I won't name companies, but there are some that are notoriously horrible. One particular company, one generation ago, you couldn't switch back and forth between the car and CarPlay more than a couple times without the whole system crashing. Or you have ones that are unstable that just do hard resets while you're driving. Uh, And it's not that the Uconnect never does that. It's very rare, though. Maybe Uconnect 2 or 3 in 4 and now 5 coming up incredibly fast processor, not a lot of latency, beautiful graphics. Have I've had, you know, several long-term uh, FCA Stellantis vehicles, and I can count on one hand maybe the number of times that I had an issue with infotainment where I had to either do a hard restart or restart the car. It's not, you think of it, these are car manufacturers. It's not easy for them to put be computer guys. They're not Dell. They're not Apple. Right. You know, they're not Microsoft. Yes, they have suppliers, but you have to integrate that into the vehicle architecture to make sure it's working because if you think about it, today, like, let's take Uconnect, for example. Uconnect is different on every vehicle depending on what it is. So SRT has additional pages. Off-road vehicles like Jeeps, different pages. There's towing pages. There's camera pages. There's, you know, your normal nav, and, and their nav is very good. Their 3D ma- nav mapping on the 12-inch screen is phenomenal. There's just a lot to like about it, but... Even you know uh, family members who have used it or have bought a um, Stellantis vehicle have been like, "Wow, that you know, I really love how easy the the you know inter- the entertainment center is." Also, it's touch based. There's not a divorced mouse, trackpad, keypad, which is a weird thing in a car to do. Yeah, my, can, I know right? we're talking about that. My okay. wife just
0: got one where it's a trackpad and, and it's, it's, it's and a, a and giant it's, yeah. like knob and it's and so hard to use. She cannot figure it but out. But you go to Uconnect,
1: it just works and it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's the graphics are good. And the, I know some of the people on the team behind it. It's <laughs> My really poor good.
0: wife has touched the screen. There's so many fingerprints all over the screen yeah. and it's just for not. It's because just it doesn't do anything. No, yeah. nothing. Yeah.
1: And I think that's one of those things you guys added more technology, more capability, adaptive cruise control and, and a 12 inch screen that has dual cards on it and semi-active suspension on your off-road truck. And you, you know, you're the only brand, I think, that has four-corner air leveling suspension. You you think about all the technology that's in a Ram product, and for you to be that much
2: better on initial quality is really, really impressive to me. It's, it's an amazing day, not only for the Ram brand, as you pointed out, Stellantis as a whole, and I think that underscores our commitment to customer status. Think about that. Ram number one, Dodge number two, Jeep up three spots from 11 to 8, Um, But I would tell you, back to RAMP, our progression over the last three years, I wouldn't say any part of it is transformational. This is an evolution of improvement. and and What I mean by that is it's a philosophy, it's a commitment, it's a way of thinking, it's making this a priority. and Our processes have become far more robust over time. This is a mindset to continuous improvement. I'll tell you just one thing. Um, The good thing about these checkpoints from time to time is, for, for sure, you get a bunch of good feedback, they tell you how well you're doing, but I would maybe more importantly, Sean, than that is you actually gain insight into what you could continue to improve upon or maybe what you're not great at. And that's where Ram focuses. We attack weakness. And it's back to that mindset of continuous improvement. Yeah, I think it shows it. So congratulations to
1: the brand. That, that's really impressive. And
0: I want Mike Cavall as my high school uh, coach. Little, yeah, like, coach. For,
1: like football coach. Yes. He's he'd put you on the fourth string though, just so you know.
0: Yeah, I don't care. Okay, because he's, he's looking for he,
1: he's looking for good players. That's no, fine. Okay, he's still you'll my be coach. motivated. You yeah. just won't play much. No, I'm okay. it's flag football. By the way, <laughs> right. I mean seriously. Out of you know, I, I, this isn't a Ram commercial. I honestly had an opportunity to talk to you, the CEO of Ram, and I took it. And we we cover some more topics here,
0: but I mean, what podcast well, okay, is on, giving you? I need to pause you for a second. He is the consummate marketer. Marketer. yeah, absolutely. But that's you yeah, have so to. So that that's role. why it comes across as. It, he's, a he's a homer for his brand. Like Absolutely. He, but but listen, part of the success of
1: being a leader is believing in what you're doing. He's not a guy that's jumping around between car companies to collect his next CEO check. He's a guy that has been with Ram for a long time. And by the it way, loves, he could, he's it, good he enough could, to do that. Yeah. But loves Ram, right? So I don't want this to come across as that. What I, what I wanted to say was what makes this podcast special is you guys can hear the inside story directly from these guys and wonder why did this car company do that? And you hear from the guy who made the decision or yeah, do they even think about this? Oh my God, that guy does the same thing I did. So they. Oh well, look,
0: we're gonna check in next show with with someone from Chevy. Yeah, you know with Jacqueline I mean? McQuaid, yeah. right? And we're gonna hear from somebody at Ford about the Maverick. And
1: we, you know, we talked to Dan Pass at Nissan or or Brent Hagen, and you know, we. And I will say this about Nissan: Nissan obviously has been a supporter of us. They have never once told us anything to do with content. They have left us hundred percent alone, and they said, "That is true. We want you guys to do whatever you guys do. We want to have our brand in front of your listeners, and that's what we do." And they don't have a problem with us talking to other manufacturers because this is a truck community. And I wanted, I want to nod that that you know give a nod of the cap to Nissan for that because they have a hundred percent understand that they want us to do the content that we think is relevant because they want to be relevant with us. And you and I talk about Nissan a lot, and we love their product. We love their trucks. We've spent time in it. The new Frontier is awesome. But there are other brands out there. Ram's another brand that we have a good relationship with. But so I guess my point is, you know, not for this to be a Ram commercial, but when you have a chance to talk to the guy who's running the whole thing, you take it and you hope that you can give your listeners some insight that they might not be privy to otherwise. Because you can have the same conversation over cocktails. A lot of journalists do. And they'll never write about half the stuff that he's talking about here. And you guys are getting to hear it firsthand, which I think is really cool. And to have the industry average at 162 uh, problems per 100 vehicles. And you guys, have, again, 128 is, is, a, is a, major, uh, a major coup, I think. And, and again, kudos to the team and everybody at the brand, because that's really exciting for you. I, I, as you know, I, I really appreciate and, and, and enjoy Ram Trucks. Uh, you guys have done a great job. Uh, a lot of good, great stuff going on there. So it's, it's really cool to, to see the fruits of all that labor kind of come to fruition. I want to talk about uh, the future a little bit. You guys had uh, EV Day. Uh, and there are a few kind of things that were teased. One was the uh, uh, the EV ProMaster and then a quick shot or rendering of the electrified Ram. And we know the Ford Lightning's coming out. We know that the uh, EV Silverado is coming out. We know there's vehicles like Rivian, uh, Bollinger, uh, Atlas, a bunch of other trucks that are coming into that space, uh, not to get you too far into the weeds and, and future products, but what can you tell us about the, you know, the future of the Ram brand and how you intend to take on this new market segment that's emerging now?
2: First of all, it is the only dedicated truck and van brand, uh, Ram's foundation is in particular strong. I, I think that our ability to focus uh, on that is a competitive advantage uh, for us. But as I said on on EV day back on uh, on EV day rather back on July the eighth. Ram will deliver a segment redefining full-size BEV in 2024. And I would just say that a couple of things. First of all, everything that we're doing at Ram will keep the customer first. Our technology, and I can tell you because I'm involved firsthand, our technology will alleviate a lot of the customer concerns that are out there. Of course, the tech will improve the product, but it will deliver on real-world demands. And I think, Sean, what research continues to tell us is that light-duty pickup buyers are becoming more open-minded to heavy electrification, but they are not willing to sacrifice performance and capability. And we know that one size does not fit all, certainly as it relates to addressing our customer needs. And, and we are listening, we're paying attention. I Every day I'm understanding more, but we will deliver tailor-made solutions uh, because frankly, our, we know that electrification can't limit choice of solutions that we, that we owe to our customers. And we feel that when we bring our suite of solutions to the marketplace, uh, we will put, push past uh, what the competitors have announced and frankly, what customers expect.
1: I mean, there he is right there yeah, telling he's, you.
0: He's addressing mileage, isn't
1: he? Uh, and and, and uh, load. Range, load, capability. He's basically saying, guys, EVs are coming, but don't be afraid. We know what our customers need. You're hearing it directly from him right here on the Truck Show podcast. That's pretty cool. 2024 but let's talk about 22 you guys have some uh, updates and changes and
2: uh, uh, different packages for 22 Uh, what can buyers expect if they go into a ram dealership today you know as always we don't rest on our laurels so uh new for for 22 we are introducing well first of all i would tell you that that ram i would say uh redefined what a luxury truck could could be uh, 10 years ago when we introduced the Ram 1500 limited. And so in honor of that, we are bringing to market the new Ram 1500 limited 10th anniversary edition. All
0: right. You got to give, man, I feel like we're giving Ram a lot here, but you got to give them credit for that because they really, I feel like they were the first ones to say, we're gonna do a truck Bentley style.
2: Yeah, we're gonna push it up, Market, and see where the top is. And that will offer a an exclusive blue shade exterior color. It'll come with multifunction tailgate, cold air intake, end exhaust, uh, unique badging. Uh, this interior package is absolutely gorgeous. Um, it features unique indigo and sea salt quilted leather seats. Look, Ram. It has redefined what the luxury pickup truck can be. More real wood, more real leather than anybody else in the segment.
1: And real metal as well. I mean, there's a lot of uh, shiny uh, coated plastic on a lot of the competitors. And you guys are
2: using authentic materials in your trucks. We are also coming to market with the uh, new Ram 1500 Laramie GT GT and Ram 1500 Rebel GT. Uh, These will both be available in crew cab models with a five foot, seven inch bed. But I'll tell you, these these are great looking trucks. They include sport performance hood, black grill, GT decals. Again, they'll come with cold air intake and exhaust as well. Uh, But we are bringing cues from TRX into these. So they'll come with aluminum paddle shifters, uh, performance oriented floor shifter, just like TRX. It'll have the performance screens. Uh, and then lastly for the Ram 1500, we're also coming to market. And you may remember the um, the outdoorsman that we did a few years ago. Yeah, absolutely. We're bringing that back with a new interpretation. so're we're, we're calling it the new Ram 1500 backcountry edition. Okay. Uh, so this will be available on the, the Ram 1500 Bighorn and Lone Star models with uh, both with the 57 uh, uh, V8. They'll include body color grill surround. Black two-tone exterior paint, black badging, exhaust, headlamps, running boards and mirrors, and also a tonneau cover. But these, all of these trucks look fantastic and they're ways to keep the Ram momentum going in the market and to connect with our customers uh, in different and unique ways. So very excited about the lineup for 22 as it relates to, uh, to the 1500. Dude, the GT, did you,
0: I mean, that what, really? Hey Lightning, we've talked about it in news. I know, but to hear it come out of his mouth, like, it's going to be real? It's like a thing? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be cool. Too. I didn't believe you. I believe him. Well, okay. <laughs> I
1: guess he carries more credibility than me in the truck space. I sure. mean, he
0: is CEO of Ram. So yeah, and yes. I, I,
1: I am not the CEO of anything. <laughs> no, not, not even this truck Not show. even this room. Mm-hmm. Nope.
0: Let's talk about, uh, you
1: know, keeping that momentum. How are you guys going to do that? Or how have you been impacted by the chip shortage, which obviously has uh, decimated a lot of the manufacturers in the industry. You guys seem... To have been fairly untouched, but I know that there's a plant shutdown on some of the models to catch up with RAM. What does 22 look like in terms of uh, being able to manufacture enough vehicles for demand?
2: Yeah, I would say that um, you know the, the the global semiconductor shortage is um, has been has been disruptive. There's no question about that. I think that, and I owe a a thanks to our, our purchasing and supply. Look, these guys work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we, it, you know, we continue to work with our suppliers to mitigate those risks. But I would tell you, from a RAM perspective, look, we 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 pride ourselves and are committed to what I call speed of issue identification and speed of issue resolution. So when something comes our way, and by the way, um, every decision that we make keeps the customer first. I, I will not let a just dis-
0: those terms that he just came up, the speed of issue and yeah. whatnot. Very corporate. It, it's very cool. You know what it is? Holy sh- there's a problem. Fix it. You over there. Go. That's what that
1: is. It's yeah, something like that. <laughs> but I mean, he he's kind of, you know, lifting up the curtain a little bit. This is how we adjust on the fly. You're not going to hear that from m- most executives anywhere. You're hearing it on the podcast, people. Pretty cool. You're pretty proud of yourself on this interview, aren't you? Well, I mean, well, these are little gems and stuff. Yeah. I I'm, I'm, I'm more I'm not proud of myself. I'm proud that that the, we've done that the podcast can bring this type of insight to our listener. That's what I'm proud
2: of. All right past my desk that somehow brings a short-term game, but puts the long-term health of the brand and our relationship with our customers at risk. But it's about speed, it's about the customer. And despite all of this, you're right, our our, um, our supply chain team and our purchasing teams have done a, a miraculous job protecting RAM volume. And I would say, despite this, despite this, we still realize the sales increase of 31% through the first half of the year. And in fact, as hard as this is, played, we had and delivered record retail sales, not only for the brand overall, uh, but specifically for our pickups through June. So very pleased and um, and certainly bullish about the back half of the year. Uh, uh, we'll be back up next week, Sean. Okay, awesome. I, I'm curious, uh, you mentioned uh, not having any, you
1: know, making any decisions that impact the customer. Do you have any examples of something like that that would be a short-term gain? Is it a, a quality play? Is it swapping out one component for another that's more yeah, readily that's- available? What,
2: what would that example be? Yeah, for sure. It, it, you know, a lot of the the semiconductor chips. Not to get too deep into the weeds sure. on the part of it, but yeah, for sure. I mean, these shortages they forced us to become creative, and we've had to rebundle some packages and move some things around. But uh, but at the end of the day, I put myself in, in our customer shoes, and if I'm going to go into a dealership lot and I'm going to look at a a Ram 1500 Limited or a Longhorn or a Rebel or it doesn't matter, Bighorn, there's an expectation there, and frankly, for me, there's a promise. And so if I have to move something around or adjust. Based on some uh, chip shortfall or something I'm being forced into, I put myself in the customer's shoes. And uh, so, yes, we've had to become creative. We've had to repackage some things, move some stuff around, but I always keep the customer first. And I refuse to let, you know, we see proposals all the time, different things. Hey, cut this, eliminate that. I always try to put myself in the customer's shoes and say, what would I expect? What's going to enhance our uh, loyalty long term and not just be Uh, caught up in what could be a a short-term win or another sale today. Uh,
1: Once again, Mike Koval, uh, the Ram brand CEO, uh, checking in with the Truck Show podcast again and kind of giving us an update on what's going on at Ram. A lot of great news. Congratulations to you guys. Uh, Keep making some great trucks and uh, can't wait to uh, see what you have up up your sleeve because I know the next couple of years are going to be busy for you. They sure will. We're excited. Thanks so much, Sean. Appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. So there you have it. Mike Koval, CEO of Ram Trucks.
2: Congratulations, you have earned five stars. Oh, thank you.
0: Uh, No, that was for Mike.
1: Oh, well, he (laughs) has also earned five stars. You've got four stars. Dude, Lexus, 144 problems per 100 vehicle. That sounds like a Jay-Z song. And
0: (laughs) and Ram at 128. That's a huge improvement. (sighs) Yeah, it's nuts. Ahead of Lexus, like that's got to... Ding! If you're Lexus, if you're Toyota, you're like, yeah. what happened? Uh, you're like, yeah, we're Toyota, and that's our marquee brand. That's yeah. not as good yeah. as that truck brand from Mid America, right? Oof. Anyway, Oof. I mean, I, I think it's, uh,
1: I think it's crazy. There's, uh, there's man, there's so much stuff going on in the truck world. I mean, I don't know if you want to get into uh, to news right now, but I feel like it's it's never ending. There's just this week, this past week, has been full of amazing, exciting. And awful information.
0: You know, I, I think that uh everyone wants to hear the truck news, but before we get to it, sure. I think we do some know your note if you don't mind. Okay. Come on now, it's time to take a trip down speedy lane. We're gonna play an exhaust for you. And nope, we're not insane. Well, maybe a little. Know your notes. Come on and cast your vote. Know your note. Get it right and you can gloat. Know your notes. From room. From room. All right, so Know Your Note is the segment where Holman and I often guess your exhaust notes. And we got a ton of them in the queue. We have a lot. But in this particular episode, we're uh-huh. not going to get to your emails or your phone mail. This is about. Is us. it phone mail? No, it's voicemail.
1: Wow. Yeah. By <laughs> the way, mail. ladies and gentlemen, you are watching uh, Lightning Breakdown Mentally. One piece at a time. On you know, Retructure I Podcast. have not had any sleep. Have you gone back to listen to our first episode to see the difference between you from then and now? No, I, I, no.
0: I, Do you no, think I there's a,
1: it. is it like when you uh, leave the presidency and you look all young and vital and then <laughs> gray, gray, hair, yeah, and then at the end you have wrinkles and gray hair and you look like you're about to keel over?
0: No, I think I'm fine. No, listen. I've uh, been listening, <laughs> Lightning. I don't think you're fine. <laughs> I'm not fine. Here's the thing. I, you know, I'm going to pass away on the show, right? No. I'm actually going to die doing this show. I hope that's not true. And it's going true. to be but I'm going to die. Is that
1: because I don't call 911 to save you? I think you Is this you, like one of those movies where I think about it for a minute I'm like, uh, no do I let him go or do I call 911?" No, no, I think you think it's funny. Oh, I I think you're dying, but you're not you're faking it. Exactly. But you're actually dying. Yeah. And, and I, I actually I, have to call I, that I one
0: I for a while, like the, uh, the, the uh-huh. bubbles out of my mouth and whatnot, you know, I froth like a dog. I kick you a couple times, I think it's hilarious? Yeah, you just push me, like your oh. your, your foot on my shoulders, like I kind of roll around, I squirm a little bit. Oh,
1: you I, mean when we're in the desert where that cliff is, where you accidentally fell taking a selfie?
0: That No, no, it happens right oh, okay. here in just, the studio. Oh, yeah. you're
1: taking a selfie here and you die?
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> <I'm> just checking. <laughs> horrible. What are, are we doing again? Come on, let's get to know
1: your note, not
0: know your host,
1: the death. So here's the deal, a couple oh,
0: weeks ago, as you guys will recall, I was- up, hanging out with a friend, Ben Palmer, and his two boys. Uh, getting rid of your mini. That's right. Getting rid of my mini, sending it, uh, selling it to his one of his sons, okay. and having a, a jolly old time up there. And I went through and perused his truck collection. As you recall, 406 Garage specializes in uh, locating, rehabilitating, and reselling um, uh, mainly international harvesters. He's right. got trucks, travelalls, travelettes, yep. the whole nine, and scouts, scouts, too, the whole thing. Uh, so I walked around, and I got this little piece of tape. I'm standing here in Bend, Oregon. We're in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's halfway between Bend and uh, Sisters, Oregon, and we're with Ben Palmer of 406 Garage, who's been very kind in letting me and my son crash in his beautiful, ginormous house on this ranch. Thanks for letting us be out here.
3: Thanks, man. It's just a, it's a horn. It's a house barn. It's much
0: bigger than we're my barn. tiny little Long Beach house.
3: It's a barn dominium. <laughs> barn dominium. It is. <laughs> there you go. It's just a barn dominium. We're just country folk.
0: You have a wide assortment of vehicles here. And I think what's uh, what's magic about this is that I've been here for two and a half days and I still haven't seen or inspected all the vehicles on your property. It's just like uh, your, your, your ranch is the gift that keeps on giving.
3: Yeah, we need a couple more hours like dedicated to that. I think we probably need like a half a day to walk around and like take notes.
0: All right, Holman, here is know your note number one. And Holman, these are all going to be dedicated to you. You're going to guess these because, of course, I was there. Now, what's funny is I couldn't even do these now. I but, probably
1: can't do them now. Well, it's probably
0: doing... a bunch of uh, old obscure stuff. Some some are some aren't, but I mm. uh, well, I think you'd be okay on this one. Give me, uh, give me a little goose. All right, Holman, know your note number one. What is the vehicle?
1: Uh, Ram Cummins, it's a Mega Cab, thirty five hundred. Ooh.
0: This is a two thousand twenty one Ram fifty five hundred with a six point seven liter Cummins diesel. I'm taking that one. Boom! Holman. Know your notes. Well, he knew his note. All right, here we go. All right, Holman, the second Know Your Note as part of our special edition at 406 Garage. Let's get in. Okay, told. All right, Ben, light her up. Walk around to the back. Goose it one more time for me, Ben. All right, Holman. This might be a tough one. Second vehicle at 406 Garage here in Bend, Oregon.
1: Uh. Yep. SD33 Nissan Diesel and a scout.
3: What <laughs> a that's a wacky guess. Let's find out. 1971 International Harvester 1210 four-wheel drive V8 345. Mm, 345.
0: <laughs> All right. And the third item as part of our special edition at 406 Garage. <laughs> <laughs> walk around the back for some exhaust note wildly different huh all right Holman do you know your note Holman do you know your notes mm. you should see the scrunchy face like you're gonna get uh, those crows play one eyes more time not oh, really which part I don't know the, startup the, the exhaust note oh the startup That should give
1: it away right there. Yeah, I mean that's obviously something with the dinger. Uh, I still feel like it's uh, dodged something or ran. That's the uh, that's the engine. Let me give you the exhaust. It doesn't have the hemi tick. Give you
0: the exhaust note here. Too
1: quiet. Dodge pickup truck, uh, V6, uh, 1500.
3: All right. And Ben with the correct answer. 2001 Chevy Silverado 1500
1: with a 5.3 LS. It's not like a 5.3 at all. Uh, the dinger should have given away Chevy, but I don't drive a lot of Chevys. So.
3: Holman, this is our fourth vehicle at
0: 406 Garage. Might be a, This would be tough for me. You, maybe not so much. Let's see. I tried to give you audio clues here. that was on purpose, leaving you all the, the door latches and things like that
1: Oh that's a big uh, that's his big rig. He's got a semi- truck. Um,
0: uh, uh, Don't go
3: to his Instagram.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Don't pick up your cell phone. Come on. Woo. Okay. All right. We can kill that one for a second. So that I re- one smoked me out.
1: I remember when he bought that thing.
0: Oh, I was standing in the wrong spot for because, that one.
1: Because he sent it to me. All right, Holman,
0: do you know your note? Know your
3: notes.
1: Yeah, that's his long nose Pete. Uh, I remember when he got that thing. He was pretty stoked on it. Mm. And he sent me a, uh, an email mm. So that's what, that's what I'm going on
0: mm. You're wrong okay. And here's Ben Palmer of 406 Garage With the correct answer
3: 1995 International 4700 oh. series medium duty truck With a 7.3 power stroke motor Cool And a big old flatbed It's a tow truck Rollback. It's a rollback
1: roll That's what he pulls all of his local finds home with uh, that's, well, I, do, I do remember
0: when he bought that one It's white Yeah, that's right yeah. It is, it is white All right, I think uh, Ben Run, this is our fifth vehicle here at 406 Garage. Yes. Yeah, fifth?
3: Yeah, number five.
0: All right, number five. All right, Holman, do you know your note? Nope. <laughs> Do you know your notes? No. That's the question. The correct answer for vehicle
3: number five here at 406 Garage. This is a 1972 International Harvester cab chassis, one ton, four-wheel drive with a big block, 392, and a T-34 five-speed with overdrive.
1: How do you feel about that? I mean, I don't know internationals very well, so it's just like <laughs> well, whatever. Okay, well, don't worry. Just another,
0: no, just another old car with a with an old engine. You don't? In do it. you want me to stop the segment? Are you not into this?
1: Yeah, keep going. No, why would you rob that from our listeners who do I you look, like listening? Because I'm looking at you, and you
0: you look deflated.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I well, you're like every obscure vehicle you could find up there. I'm just
0: I go go for All right, all right. Okay, number six here. I'm very excited about. Now I've been around town in this one, so if you follow my Instagram at LBC Lightning. You would have seen several photos taken of the dashboard looking out the uh, out the windshield. I'll give you a hint here, Holman. This one is topless. No roof and a roll cage. Now, I'm going to give you a hint. There was something missing, a sound effect that was missing before we started the vehicle. The doors didn't open and the doors didn't close.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with it's a a Scout. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's an old Scout. Sounds like maybe it's the straight six, which I think back then was a 232. Something like that. So I'm going to go with a 232 inline-six in a Scout. You already did the 345. It doesn't sound V8 to me. The only other thing that would fit in there would be a 304.
3: This is a 1970 International Harvester Scout 800 that happens to have an engine transplant with a mid-'90s Cherokee 4-liter HO output Straight six with the Azen AW4 automatic transmission.
1: I mean, this is weird. How, how would you? How would I ever guess that?
0: <laughs> I, I just—it's interesting. Yeah, look, look. I, I'm sorry, guys. It's uh, some of you listen and you you go like, "Oh my God, I knew that! How could you guys not know that? Because you know exhaust notes because you've lived with some of these engines, and we haven't. But I, I was right that it was a straight six, and yeah. I was right that it was a Scout. How would
1: I ever know that it was a Jeep? You couldn't possibly. Straight six. I transplant? know. I know. There's. I'm giving it.
0: myself a bell on that. That's one. That's fine. Go for it. All right, now we're walking across the uh, gravel, his uh, yard here, and there's some smaller vehicles. I'm gonna fire up this one right here for you.
1: Someone needs a uh, last starter.
0: <laughs> now, I'm not gonna hold you accountable for getting this one correct. just a a weird one now what you couldn't see there is Ben massaging the choke which should be a dead giveaway
1: okay hit missing part and of miss that engine. Is the headlight
0: rattling back and forth on the left side That sounds healthy. I'm going. It's a tractor.
1: Gotcha.
0: Holman can you know I, the I, note.
1: I know he's got like an old Cub LaBoy tractor. It's like a uh, cream and yellow. That they're Internationals. They are. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say it's an in- International Club low Boy. I think that's what it is. Okay.
0: All
3: right, Ben. The winning answer is what? This is a 1961 International Cub Cadet oh, garden oh! tractor, model 185, <laughs> with a 15 horsepower motor. All right. I'm giving myself I uh, thought the, the headlight was gonna fall way. out. Oh, it's in good shape though. They all work. Where'd you find it? Uh, that came out of Baker City, Oregon, off of a farm out in Baker City, eastern Oregon from here. It's probably it's about 150, 160 miles from here. And we actually had to refurb it, we had to rebuild the motor. New tires went to go through the uh, hydrostatic transmission and the belt system for the mower. That's what we used to mow the yard with. Oh, you actually use this? Yeah, use it all the time. And the one next to it, that's actually a 1942 Gibson, and that's made from Model A parts. Oh, my that's lord. Manufactured tractor. That's what you used to drag all the trucks in the shop with.
1: Do you spray an ether in it? That's either really old or it's the hood on something really metallic.
0: Maybe a tough one. As if the others weren't. All right, Holman. This is number eight of Know Your Note at 406 Garage. Know your notes. Any ideas at all? I want to hear it again. All of it?
1: Then the startup. Okay, hold on. Uh, I mean, it sounds something diesel to me.
3: 1965 Clark high lift forklift, 10,000 pounds <laughs> with a straight six yeah. propane powered <laughs> Chevy motor. Propane. I believe it is a 300 straight six or go. 235 straight six. There's no way you got that. Nope.
0: Oh, hold on, hold on. We got another know your note. This will be number nine, nine I think. 10,
3: Eleven. I don't know. Nine,
0: number nine, I think. All right. for a baker's dozen. Here we go. This one you should get, Holman. Here we go. Oh, just from that ding! You gotta know that ding!
1: Is that his long nose, Pete? No, it's not. Ben. Winning answer. The Chevy's. This is my Duramax 2003
3: Dodge 3500 <laughs> with a 5.9 common rail Cummins bone stock. Belonged to my 75 year old neighbor before me. This is the only stock 3 I've ever seen.
1: I I have no reference <laughs> other than it's in
3: Ben's yard.
0: I have
1: no idea. Like, like I, I, sorry. Do you,
0: does this segment suck, guys? Should I just stop while we're at, while we're? Behind? Do you have
1: more? I have two more. Then just play them. <laughs>
0: i oh, was so dejected. I feel like I've
1: destroyed this bit. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's like everything is the most obscure thing that you fa- it's like It's I like this. I didn't it's do it like on you, purpose. It's like you went into Ben's bathroom, yeah. and you found the Febreze, uh-huh. and you sprayed it and asked me what scent it was. Like, <laughs> why, why would I know?
0: It's crap and lilies. I, it's, it's okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we're headed inside of this amazing garage. It's four bays wide with an apartment above the— uh, work area. Pretty impressive facility you've got here. I'm embarrassed that I'm already out of breath just walking inside. Yeah. Now this gym is beautiful. I'm not going to say what it is yet because it's the next on the list
3: for Know Your Note. For all the California pompousness people, this is a California. This is born, bred and corn fed in California. It was sold new in California. Okay. One owner. One family owner. Really? Yep. It's beautiful. Ooh.
0: I'll give it a hit, It's an international. Very different engine sound to exhaust. Let me just—I'll give you another hint. It could—it can carry quite a few. Pieces. All right, Holman, any uh, any guesses there? Uh, I mean, you
1: said it could carry a lot of people, so yep. it's probably a travel all. I know that he God, he picked one up because I follow him on Instagram. Was that the uh, the blue and white one? There's a blue travel
3: all with a white stripe down the side of it? All right, Ben, tell me what you're sitting in. 75. This is a 1975 oh. International Harvester travel all half-ton four-wheel drive. All right, I'm giving myself that. It's got the factory big block 392. And this one has our signature exhaust oh, system that we've done on a lot of these. We put a set of uh, Sanderson headers, and we do two-and-a-half-inch and do it into a two-into-one collector with a Flowmaster 40-series muffler and a single tailpipe out the back. The collector comes together, and then it's got the X-pipe, so it balances the sound, but only goes out as a single exhaust pipe. And you can hear it in the sound. It's got a cam awesome. too. This car was sold brand-new in Oakland, California. One family owner blonde on, a, or lived on a farm. And we just rescued it about three or four months ago from the family and refurbished it, cleaned it all up, did all our work to it and stuff like that, and sold it to a client in New Jersey. It's headed to the East Coast.
0: Without telling us the exact price that you sold it for, can you give us a ballpark what this travel all would go for, this type of in this condition? Are you talking
3: more than 30, more than 50? It's in the 40 to 60 range. Okay. Even the headliner is flawless. Mm-hmm. Like they do not find them like this very much anymore when they're all original like this. This truck was loved. It only has 70,289 original miles. Where did they keep it to keep it? Where, inside where was a it? barn on a, on a it's, it was in Napa. It was in wine country, but it wasn't a winery. It was just a farm and it was in a barn. And they only drove it on Sundays and weekends and parades and stuff like that. They just didn't use it that much.
0: All right, this is the final vehicle in our special 406 edition of Know Your Note. Now, Ben, I'm going to watch you crawl into this vehicle and then start it up, and I have a feeling it's going to sound unlike any other.
3: I believe you're correct. All right.
1: It's hollow. note. I'm going with a 1959 International Harvester uh, Metro Mighty Might van.
0: (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Because it
1: sounded very echoey inside. Yeah. And so I feel like there's no interior and it's, uh, you said crawl into it. Mm -hmm. You'd step into a van but uh, it just sounds like it's hollow and I think you're throwing me off.
3: What are we standing in front of? This is a fairly rusty vehicle but so cool. It's patina. It is not rusty. It is not rotten. That is solid American iron. Okay. 1935 International D1 pickup truck that has been massaged and hot-rotted a lot. Hmm. It's the original sheet metal, front to back. It has been chopped and channeled. It has also been... Uh, sectioned over the frame. So it's got a 5-inch chop in the back, 4-inch chop in the front, 6-inch channel over the frame. It's run on a 1957 Corvette 283, 2-barrel, two small block with a cam and some custom-built headers from back in the day with side pipes. And you're sitting right on the floor. Basically. You are literally on the floor, yeah. yes. There's not much legroom, not much headroom. This is a uh, very purpose-built hot rod, cars and coffee, back and forth, enjoy it, drive it, go 80 down the freeway, probably not a daily.
0: Now, this truck you were telling me off air, you were basically told by one of your clients that you're going to take
3: this. Correct, yes. He and his father built this truck about 15 years ago, and we had a Scout pickup truck that he was very interested in and said, I've really enjoyed my hot rod for many years. It's international. It goes with your shop. It goes with your business. It goes with everything. You need to own this truck. You need to come get it. Bring me the Scout bring me some money, let's make a deal. And I brought it to him and we made a deal and I gave him the scout some money and we were able to bring this truck home about a year and a half ago and we just absolutely love it. We feel fortunate to have it.
0: And it's a rat rod. It's exactly what you think it would look like. It, it looks just like that. Big white walls in the back, almost slicks. Can we take it for a spin later? Absolutely. All right. Well, this uh, has been a very special edition of Know Your Note at 406 Garage. And uh, I appreciate, Ben, uh, thank you very much for letting us come out and hang and, and uh, sit and
3: drive some of these old trucks. Amazing. It's like a, you, you're, you're really good at preserving history. Yeah, we just try and take a step back in time and allow these trucks to be driven again and used again, and you know people appreciate them. These are amazing trucks, and they're wonderful to drive, and I don't want them to go to the scrapyard. Like they have great history and great stories and great soul. And if you're able to take that and preserve it and pass it on to somebody else, someone else can enjoy these and maybe make some memories for their family.
0: Yeah, I love how you have your 12-and-a-half uh, and 13-year-old boys in the garage working with you on this stuff.
3: Oh, yeah, they love it. They're out here all the time. They like driving them. I taught both of them how to drive uh, manual transmission on the, one of those trucks we did the Know Your Note on, the 71 pickup. That's how they learned to drive a stick shift truck on that truck. What is this? This is a, a Philco fridge from like the what? the 1952 Philco refrigerator that's uh, houses our kegerator well you've so, desecrated
0: it but I love it but you put it you've you got we, a tap coming out tap of it. On it with ice cold beer I can't decide if I I'm, I'm happy and thrilled that you put a tap in it or angry that you destroyed
3: it <laughs> we love it it's uh it's many many a conversation piece as well as many a cold beer and okay, car stories on. all
0: right hold on a second bag of cups up here. Here we go. Oh, sure enough, it's pouring ice-cold beer! Mmm. I think this is the coldest, best beer I've ever had. So there you go, Holman. What'd you think? I love hearing from Ben. (laughs) Oh! Ow! Alright, well, that was uh, Know Your Note. It was a little long. Sorry about that, guys. awful. Was it awful? I was awful. Well, it was... Listen, I get the news. I'm going to stop apologizing. I think what's interesting- Can we get on with the rest of the show? Let's get on with uh, some truck news. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? I knew you weren't going to do it. I can't.
1: S- I'm struggling with my voice right now. Yeah, and
0: you're being a sourpuss. All right, you got a lot. I'm of I'm not news being
1: to a sourpuss. To. All right, here we go. Here, hey, lighting. Did you hear? No. No, I did not. Oh, uh, do you care to guess?
0: No. No.
1: Um, I guess. it's um, it's a truck. There's news about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Would you like to guess? Yes. Yes, I will okay. guess. Go. Uh, is it something about Ford having a bad year? No. No. Oh. oh, is it about uh, that giant? Monitor that uh, that Toyota bought from Best Buy and mm. slapped it in their dashboard. Also, no. Okay, then I don't. But know.
1: we can talk about that if you want. I just
0: wanted you to have the same point of reference I did for guessing. Know your note. I know. Listen, I, I don't. I didn't know how to handle it because I was there with all these amazing trucks. Uh-huh. I didn't know how to like. I guess I could have had you go to his website and just go through his list of trucks and like go fish. Like you're just trying to pair the sound with the with the picture. But I don't know. I I figured. You know you're better at that game than I am, and you're you're good at knowing your notes. So I thought there was a chance you may have known some of them, which you did. Ah, uh, few. All right, uh, you wanted to talk
1: about the Tundra pictures that came out, and it's okay looking. So here's it okay. looks very undertired, very heavy on the styling.
0: So yeah, listen, the I couldn't. I think that styling is okay. It's kind of whatever to me. Honestly, it looks like a rip, a a a poor, ima- reimagination of the New Frontier. It just does. Mm, it does. The front end to uh, me. The,
1: uh, the front end is very overwrought. I'm not. It, it, that's what I'm saying. It looks yeah, like. I'm not a super big fan of it. it. It's like so it'll much, grow on me. There's the Chevy I didn't like. You know the kid that grew kid, on me. You
0: you could never draw like a, a, a the, circle. A circle. No, the happy face. Like you just always screwed it up. You know you're just like a like a blob man. Nope. You know that's what Toyota did to, to <laughs> Nissan. They just ripped the Frontier and just destroyed it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't see it that way. I, what, do, what do you the, see I, about the interior? Like, the interior is, is ridiculous. They, they. Okay, so when you see the interior, and you're going to see the interior by now, you've seen it come across your feeds. If not, go look at the new Tundra interior. Yep. And someone said, uh-oh, we designed a, a monitor, a central screen in the center stack that's too small. It, it's not competitive with anybody. So slap a bigger screen in there. But look at all the Japanese cars. They're the same way. They no, all have it. No. Yes, they are. They all have a screen that sticks up above the dash.
1: But that's where is- that's where your that's what you're, is offending you.
0: It looks like they went and bought an old uh, 1999 ViewSonic monitor that sits on your desktop. You it know? does not look like and, a yes, ViewSonic monitor. It has monitor. square corners. Yes, no, it does. it's and, doesn't. And it's and,
1: thoroughly modern. It's, it's no, not, no, it's, it's, no not. it's no, it's dude, no different than what
0: everybody else is doing. They did They could have. They didn't want to spend the money to have the dash. You come don't up know to that. Need it. Of course, I. You don't, don't know that. that. No, I'm making it up. Of course, I don't. I'm just saying that's what it looks like. It looks like they just. What you're trying to say is it's less integrated than some of the other brands. It's not integrated at all.
1: It's they, no like, so no they, worse than a lot of the Japanese SUVs that are oh, out there right oh, now. Oh, oh, oh. They have the screen sticking up above Hold the dash. On.
0: They had they have a they have two air vents, one on the driver's side, one on the passenger side, on either side of the center. They're giant. They're giant. Fine. Okay. Keep us cool, but they couldn't go to the left and to the right. They couldn't widen it. So he goes, go up, go up, and they just stuck it right well, up. So it I, comes up like three inches I higher I than think the dash. I think that's and it's disingenuous. got freaking square corners.
1: I think that's disingenuous. It doesn't have it's, square corners. They're not 90 degrees. They're not going to oh, have a sharp you're surface wrong. in it.
0: Hold on. Hold on. I got it on my slack. One of my coworkers said it to me. He's like, you what? Was on my slack? Yeah. He's like, it's what is this shenanigan? Hold on. Don't. If that's not a square corner, I'll eat a, a, a raw egg. I'll give you a raw egg. That That's the square corners have you ever seen. Nah, homie? but it's
1: hard to tell from, from oh, this angle. Pff, come on. Look at it. it it's, it's big. I'm not going to. I mean, it's big, but it doesn't stick up that far. It's a giant. It does. It does overwhelm the dash in the same way that I think the Bronco screen is too big yes. for its size.
0: That's what she said. But I
1: think that the Silverado, mm-hmm. the new Silverado 13.4, is much better integrated than this. This does look like a a big flat monitor. But what's interesting is, like on the Chevy, it's landscape, right? It's wide. And on the Ram, it's portrait. It's tall. This is actually like not even 16 by 9 no, this, this is, is like four by, four, three. 4 by 3 yeah this is
0: an old school television that you know what they did they raided a circuit city. They did not raid a circuit <laughs> yes, city. Yes, they did. No, they did. They went to. They went to good guys they did back not in go 1995. In a Wow store, and they yeah. went to watch
1: some crappy DJ. <laughs> yes, they Hand did. out T-shirts <laughs> at a real big fish store. No, they, yes, what they I did is it. they
0: went to. They went. They went to the electronics district in it's downtown it's, LA. It's not my favorite. Right off of Santee Alley. Okay. And they bought a bunch of uh, by Crazy Gideon. Riders. Yes, <laughs> Crazy <laughs> Gideon
1: was giving out big <laughs> deal. Anyway, you're yeah, from i L- I'm
0: crazy. Yeah, I'm in crazy now. If you grew up in L. A., you know Crazy
1: Gideon. That's a whole other thing. That is the least. That's California
0: pompousness. That right is here. the least. I know they don't get it, but it's still funny. That is the least integrated I've ever seen a monitor. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, and it's not. What are these? Not, hold on a second. What is that hangnail right there? Look at that hangnail. It could be hard buttons. You don't know. <laughs> There's
2: not hard. buttons. You
0: don't know that they're all pre-production. Oh, you're are sa- prototypes. You're saying that that's a, a button May- in the screen. No,
1: the where you're taking where it uh, carries over the vent? Yes. Those could be hard buttons for passenger temperature
0: or something like that. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I'm saying. You're just full of hate, dude. I'm saying. Look at the, look at right here. I'm zooming in. It says LG. It's an LG screen. Okay. They got it from, they got it from yeah. Howard's Supplies. All right, let's, let's
1: move, <laughs> let's move on. Yes, it's not the best integration that I've seen. I'm uh-huh. sure it'll be fine in person. Listen, there's plenty of stuff I see early. And plenty of spy photos were right. made. Well, that's dumb. Yeah. And then the production version comes out, and you're like, oh, it's fine.
0: The Ram called and wants their Mitsubishi The Ram 1500
1: back. <laughs> looked awful in its first spy shot. It looked like butt. Okay.
0: And the actual truck, as we know, is a great truck, and it looks good. I'm not saying this isn't going to be a nice truck. I'm saying that, that that integration there is silly. Is less than
1: optimal. Hey, by the way, you uh, didn't report back on uh, your lemon that you bought.
0: I thought we were saving that for later in the show. I can do it here. Do you okay, want me to do it here? All right.
1: No. It's
3: uh,
0: as far as Holman knows, my wife bought a new car. She had it- Without for, you? Uh, without me knowing. That was double the price of her old car. Um, yes. At least double. At least double.
1: Yeah. You came home one day, yeah. and there was a Mercedes AMG in your driveway that wasn't yours. So she- That you were not aware of that had been purchased.
0: So she, uh, our friend, did I, did I tell a story already? I don't think so. Our, you know, remember our friend Sean who sold me the dollar truck. Yeah. Right. He went out and got his wife a new Telluride. The dollar truck that you got that I don't own anymore. That's correct. Yeah, that I did not come up on. I lost the dollar, unfortunately. No, I lost the dollar. You lost the dollar, and I lost a lot more. And I lost the registration fees. (laughs) But I get to maybe drive it when it's done. It'll be my yeah my winnings here. Uh So anyway, my buddy Sean goes out and overpays on sticker because he wants to get his car, his his wife, the new tellyride. So he goes out and he's like, I need one. I gotta have this one. I gotta have the, the midnight edition or whatever they're calling it. He goes out and my wife finds out. She's like, oh, they paid over sticker for this thing. And she starts asking around. Everyone's paying way over sticker for the tellyrides. For whatever reason, I mean, not for whatever reason. I mean the chip shortage, everything else, you can't get these suckers. And the telly ride's super hot. So she goes to CarMax. And the guy, and the guy's at CarMax, soon she pulls up, the people swarm her. They go, Hey, we're gonna we'll give you like 10 grand for it. My wife's like ten grand. I need to pay it off. I, I we're in a lease, and she's like, "They're like the guy is no. We're gonna pay it off and hand. You ten grand. It's paid ten grand cash, and we're paying it off early." She's like, "Oh my god, I'll take it." And so she calls me as soon as she did that. I said, uh-huh. "Wait, so you're standing there? You don't have no you have now no you car. don't have a car." And now, but I'm like, "This is like selling your house at the height of the market Wait, because then you're you saying to that to get-
1: your wife when you just sold your car, and then are without a car right now."
0: My car's used, and I sold it
1: for a different reason. <laughs> it doesn't
0: matter. It's just funny that you're like, I can't believe she would sell her car. She doesn't have a car. You're like, I am going to do the same thing. Well, I, yeah, I think one was financial. She did it for financial reasons, and I did it because Ben, the guy that we just talked to, uh-huh. was begging me she for didn't six do it months. For financial reasons when she went out and bought what she bought. <sighs> it, that that's that's how it flipped. We're let's <laughs> tell the story. So she goes out and gets this. She's got ten grand. She you know rather than put it in into. Something that'll make money. Mm-hmm. She went out and threw it down on a on a new car. So she rolls in. She's rolling deep.
1: <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> is. No, you're rolling deep. deep I'm rolling deep, deep in deep. debt. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so she goes out and ends up with a uh, with an AMG. <laughs> All right, and uh, she's got it for five days. Uh-huh. And, and where's I, it now, Lightning? I take it for a spin. I take the thing for a spin around the block. Yeah. She warns me, don't. Until we put a 1,000 miles on it, they say, don't no, take right, it over. Of course. Don't take it over four thousand, three or 4,000 RPM. Don't eh, go over whatever. 80, whatever. It, it is.
1: You can still do all that. And
0: that's what I said. But anyway, it's right, like, performance engine, whatever. It's all built into the computer. Uh, anyway. I, I know, I know. It already did the TransLearn and all that stuff. But anyway, I take it for a couple spins around the block. And I'm like, this is really nice. This is way too nice for us. Wow, this is going to be a painful a payment every month. But whatever. But third shift to second shift down, just cruising to a stop, Bang. Bangs into gear on comfort sport and sport plus. Nothing I can do, it's banging gears, uh, uh, downshifting in a second. So, like, this is not right. Normally, you make a device that does that, right? This did it already for you. No, this is this great. Is, this is not a, yeah, it's awesome. This is not the performance, you know, it's I don't want the line pressure that high on this car, uh-huh. right? So, it's banging gears, and we said we got so she takes it down to the Mercedes dealership, and they go, sure enough, it's not right. So, they admitted it, like, it's got a problem. So they, they try to transrelearn relearn It doesn't work. Uh, they, uh, they put a ticket in a couple days later with a Mercedes in Germany because they've gotta, they're going to change the valve body on the transmission. That's a couple days' worth of work. They change that. They do a couple more tra- relearns, blah, blah, blah. They can't get it to work. It's still, it's still banging gears. We reach out to Holman's friend, who is a Lemon Law attorney. Oh, did you reach out to him? I spoke to him. Very nice guy. Uh-huh. Very nice guy. He's got a lemon painted on the side of his truck. He sure does. Uh, but you'd think that he was kind of like, kind of a goofy guy. He's a lemon. Nope. I mean, really astute, sharp guy, sharp cat. Did
1: you tell him I sent you?
0: I did. Oh, good. Yeah. I said, this is, I said, this is going to be weird, but I think you're the father of my, of, of Marin's, uh friend's dad, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't, uh-huh. and he's like, no, I got it. I got <laughs> it. Yeah. I was screwing the whole story of like, okay. milkman's friend, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, he gave me some advice. Okay. We followed the advice, but I didn't have to use it at the last minute because this morning, that you're hearing this podcast, this morning, the Mercedes dealer said, we fixed it, come get it. Oh, interesting. Now, I, I, we were both very, very skeptical. How could you not solve it, not solve it, not solve it, In it's 29 Be,
1: days. Because they found somebody in Germany who said,
0: this is the answer. Maybe. Maybe they did. But we were like, wait a second. Is the VIN the
1: same as the one you gave them?
0: It's the same one. So my wife's got the app on her phone. She can see every time they test drive it. Oh, interesting. She sees every mile clock Uh on. She can even, she's like, well, it's been on the rack for four days. It hasn't moved, right? Mm -hmm. They had it up in the air. And yeah, you can see everything. So miraculously, it's quote unquote, it fixed on day 29 because on day 30, you can do the first step towards the lemon law. Uh-huh.
1: Well, if it goes back, you're already clock's already ticking
0: on. It's that. already ticking. And if you have to, apparently in California, if you go four times, you yeah. go for for the same thing. Then also, so he gave us all these milestones to look for. But my wife drove it home. She says it's fine. They the foreman down there said it's fixed. We'll did see. They, we'll see. They didn't see. What did the paperwork say? I haven't seen the paperwork. Literally, that happened today. I have not seen the paperwork. And I, I called down there asking for the foreman. And I said, listen, I want to know. Because, I mean, we would deal with transmission issues every so often with our clients at work, my job. And sometimes it's trans relearn. Sometimes it's, uh, it's, a, it's a bug in the transmission, the TCM, it's a cal, whatever. But uh, this it sounds like it's firmware related. I, I hope then they can fix it if that's the case. We shall see. But, uh was I. had a I had a scare about lemon lemon issues yeah, well, here, and so we'll see because that's a that's a payment I don't want to make uh, on if, a on a bad car. Better on be perfect. A bad
1: car. I was hoping you'd get rid of it so that you wouldn't be
0: uh, in debt for the next three years. Yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, that's a, it's that's 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 uh, true. But you know what? Uh, she's listen. She's making that payment. In all honesty, she uh-huh. is making that payment. I'm not.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. All right.
0: I'm like she. She knew what she was biting off. So. Okay. Hey, I mean, look, dude. She married me. Hey, you Lightning. Did you hear? How about new? I did not.
1: Uh, Cybertruck delayed till late 22 now. Uh
0: well, that hundred dollars has uh, collected me a whole lot of interest. Oh, well, no, good. It's not. You could uh, take that uh, interest <laughs> and help pay for your new Benz. Uh huh. Uh, no. Is that a no. That's uh, that's that's no. I don't know. No, I'm I'm buying something before the Cybertruck. That we already know. Hey, Lightning. Did you hear? No. No. Ford Ranger Splash coming back. No, please.
1: Uh it's an appearance package. Uh it's supposed to be rad and sporty, but I owned a splash. I had a nineteen ninety-four black Ford Ranger splash with a stepside mm-hmm. bed. I was disappointed to hear that after they trademarked it and then revealed the vehicle, no stepside bed. That was what a splash was. It was the bed. Right. And now it's just a eh, whatever. Now it's
0: just a splash. Just a splash. <laughs> yeah. i am looking at the pictures
1: and it's just like No,
0: I saw the pictures and it's just, uh man. it's not even that cool. No, it's a splash yeah
1: I mean, just I. I I'm let's looking move at on. now. No, let's it's move on. Twelve-spoke wheels. They, they know they. they know. it's don't even. Inch.
0: It's a non-story. Some graphics. It's a non-story. It's splat.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Left this reviewer cold. Hey, uh, did you hear lighting?
3: No. Rivian
1: uh, R1T and R1S range and economy figures revealed by the EPA um, on our trip. Uh, Rivian was still, uh, you know, uh, waiting for the actual uh, numbers. And it sounds like you know the vehicles we were driving were 300 mile range. The EPA rates the pickup for 314 of range, and the SUV for 316. 314, damn good. Yeah. Uh, The 135 kilowatt pack with uh, 133 uh, usable kilowatts is uh, small, only in regard to what the company wants to offer in the future, because they have a massive 200 kilowatt pack that they estimate 400 mile range uh, coming in the future.
0: So anyway, uh, for those of you who are focusing on range. Uh, it's not a bad it's not a bad number from uh, I think Rivia. range is the thing we will all be anxious about yep. even though it's I think not- there's
1: MPGE which is like a uh, an efficiency level and then there's range i think the efficiency level is how many miles you can get out of a certain amount of power it's just like gasoline um, it's obviously a truck with all-terrain tires it's not going to be as efficient in that regard so you got to have a bigger battery to go do the adventures i think in, elect- in electrical models until people get used to it Because it's so easy to plug in and refuel, I guess, in a sense, it'll be ranged before people care too much about MPG. That's my opinion for now. I agree.
0: Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No. Hennessy is uh, added again. So did they add a supercharger to a (laughs) Rivian? That would be, yes, an electric
1: supercharger, uh, Lightning. (sighs) Lightning, did you hear? No, I did not. Our friends at Hennessy, who we need to have back on the show, are producing uh, 200 of the Bronco Velociraptor 400s. Tell me more. Uh, based on the Bronco's uh, 330 horsepower twin turbocharged 2.7 liter EcoBoost V6. I wonder why they wouldn't do the
0: uh, 3.5. Because it doesn't come in the Bronco. Oh, that's Right. Uh, I still feel ripped off, and I don't even have a Bronco. Wouldn't you be upset if you couldn't get the 3.5? No, two a great engine. I didn't say it wasn't a great engine, uh-huh. but it's not a 3.5. Uh, 3.5 okay. is the one you find in a Raptor. It should be offered in the Bronco. Uh, the Bronco Raptor's not out yet. Ah, see what you did there?
1: Uh, credit the upgraded engine management software, new exhaust system, higher-flowing intake setup for the Velociraptor 400's additional grunt over its uh, normal, everyday pedestrian Bronco. Uh, accompanying the Bronco Badlands-based Velociraptor 400's powertrain enhancements are also a handful of cosmetic updates like 18-inch Hennessy wheels and 35-inch tires. Of course, uh, copious amounts of uh, LED and badging and interior work and all that good stuff. Uh, like I said, only 200 of these machines are going to be built. Uh, power is 405
0: horsepower and get so much torque. Dude, that's a lot of horsepower out of a 27. <laughs> get so much torque. Uh, okay. Uh, horsepower was what again? 405. 405. So it's, uh, it's uh, I'm going to say 380. 503. Wait, Eight, what? 88 pound Why is feet it, more than stock. This is not a diesel. How it's a, a twin get... turbo direct injected V6? Uh, so, I guess be the direct injection. Okay. Lightning, did you hear?
2: No.
1: no. Thank you for shortening that. <laughs> uh, Honda has decided to enter the fray of off road trim levels on the
0: ridgeline.
1: Uh, it will be coming to the ridgeline uh-huh. uh, with things like the GMC 84 in the space, the Subaru Wild Trek. Uh, Ford has their Timberline coming out. Uh, Honda has announced the Trail Sport off-road trim level for their truck products, which it would, assumingly uh, be for their crossovers as well, because I think they consider their SUVs trucks as uh, as well as the Ridgeline. <laughs> um, the first sort of teaser video looks like it's on a passport. Honda. This place blows. <laughs> <laughs> Honda's basically said uh, it'll be uh, reworked uh, styling, some more cladding. Interior accents, chunkier tires.
3: Right.
1: Uh, More for later on more serious trail sports like full-size spares. Try again. Increased ground clearance. Dude, that was painful. Retune suspension. That was awful. I mean, that was was awful. And uh, skid plates.
3: What the hell is wrong with you? Uh,
1: I mean, not that any of that's bad. It's just, I mean, it's sort of like the prerequisite for the class. So anyway, the uh, first Trailsport model will uh, go on sale later this year if you're so interested for somebody who wants a uh, quite delightfully lovely Honda and wants to take it places it probably shouldn't go. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No! No. Uh, Ford is finally shipping some replacement Bronco hardtops. Apparently, testing of the new design is uh, complete. Will they
0: cut my arms open?
1: <laughs> no, they will not. When cut I'm putting, your, when I'm putting them on. No, they will not cut your arms open. I think that's something their that lawyers wouldn't allow. Mm. Uh, the Detroit the lawyers
0: weren't involved in the first go round. The, then were they? Detroit
1: Free Press uh, says that uh, Ford will ship replacement tops for uh, all the models previously sold with the defective design, uh, and then um, there will also be some on uh, new vehicles being built. Replacement tops and completed vehicle deliveries should start gaining some momentum as the supply chain gets filled up with uh, these tops that will no longer uh, show the honeycomb pattern in certain weather uh, or have, I guess, sharp edges like the ones that we saw in the beginning. That would cut my arms open? <laughs> Not cut your arms open. That might be uh, slanderous for you to say that. I'm clearly joking. anything that would cut your arms I'm open. I'm joking. Pinch your arm into a... The point where it fell off, maybe, but not, but Blood not cut, cut it up. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Hey, lighting. Did you hear? No. No, I did not. You didn't hear about this. I
0: don't think so.
1: Well, for all of our friends, uh, squatted trucks banned in North Carolina. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so apparently, earlier this year, well, we had reported that the North Carolina legislator was uh, working on a bill aimed at squatted trucks. Well. As of December 1st, squatted trucks are effectively no longer welcome in North Carolina.
2: Hashtag, yeah, buddy!
1: But <laughs> well, check this out. If you get caught three times mm-hmm. in a year, yeah, license suspended.
3: Ooh. <laughs> yeah,
1: buddy! <laughs> um, anyway, ultimately they passed a, a modified version of what they called House Bill 692. Uh, they had to make some... Um, Changes to the wording to make sure that it only excluded the trucks that they wanted to exclude and, and not other things. So uh, now any vehicle suspension modifications that uh, raise the front and lower the rear fenders of any vehicle, which is obviously the squatted truck, are sure. now illegal. And it
0: prohibits- But a, by how much, I wonder? Like, what's uh, the ratio?
1: Prohibits a passenger vehicle from being lifted or lowered more than six inches. Although they ratified that legislation that does away with that uh, specification- And then basically the way they're going to enforce it is saying the front fenders can't sit any higher than four inches above the rear fenders.
0: There you go. Because
1: there's a lot of vehicles, as you know, that are designed where the front fender is actually bigger than the rear fender. Of course. Even modern vehicles today. Yes. All sorts of stuff. Cars and trucks and all sorts of stuff. Uh, You may not see it, but if you look for it, you'll you'll notice that that's the case. Um, You know.
0: This is America. America is applauding.
1: Yeah, but if it's America, you should be able to do what you want with the truck. Nope. No, <laughs> oh, you're going to go down that slippery slope. Okay, <laughs> lightning anti-freedom over no, there.
0: No, 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 I'm not anti-freedom. It's ridiculous. You should be able to be a, a goof. Uh,
1: yeah, but I mean, you know. I, get it, I get it. You can't see over the hood and... You know, whatever, all that good stuff. We should talk to Jordan and see if that's going to uh, infect Florida and
0: in their uh, squatted trucks. I mean, look, it's not, it's one out of a hundred that are squatted. But, I mean, dude, it, suspension it, of your license, that's hardcore. Yeah, it is. It, I think it really is a dangerous issue. You know, you yeah. can't see where you're going. <laughs> you just can't. You're looking yeah. at Sky. Yeah. No, I'm just, I just was wondering if
1: that would make you happy.
0: Mm, it did. Yeah, it makes me joyful.
1: Uh, Lightning, did you hear? No! <laughs>
0: No, I did not. If you had to guess, what would you say
1: the Bronco manual transmission take rate is? Going back, we had talked about Jeeps
0: and some other stuff. I have the number for the Ford Bronco right here in front of me. Good one. Oh, jeez. All right, the take rate for the manual transmission in the Bronco.
1: Keep in mind, you cannot get it with the Sasquatch package until 2022, and you can't get it with the V6.
0: The take rate, so the percentage, right? So out of out of 100 sold, how many? Or manual transmission. Uh-huh. I'm going to say 10. Buzz yourself right now. Oh, really? Really? That's a big old buzz right yeah, there. It's uh, actually 15%. Oh, come on. Well, it's, okay. No, that's 50% more than what you guessed. <laughs> I know, but 10% and 50 If you had said 60% or even 50%. It's not going to be 60% Of course manual. it's not. That's a, that's a ridiculous
1: comeback. Your clapback is, <laughs> is like with a single hand, dude. All
0: right.
1: The worst clapback ever. You're just going like I, I, I this. Get, I guess 15% wait. is admirable. Uh, 15% you, 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 is pretty, pretty damn good. 15 for, the
0: for every 100 sold. Yes. Okay. Now, does that mean that there are 85 really lazy people?
1: Yes. I see. By the way, it had been originally reported. Some of you will say, no, it's 25%. I read that story. Ford came back and said, that's not true. It's 15%. So that's from the Ford's mouth.
0: <laughs> the Ford's mouth. <laughs>
1: hey, Lighting, did you hear?
0: I mean, now. Now.
1: I am about ready. To
0: finally give you the reason you've always needed to move to Canada. Not higher taxes, uh, not uh, awful living wages in California, not crazy liberal politics. I'm going to
1: finally make you this news Uh you will move tomorrow. Mm. And it has nothing to do with Poutine, but that's a bonus. Yeah. You ready?
0: I am ready. What is the reason Holman is going to provide that will make lightning move to Canada? Are you ready? I am uh,
1: sitting down, ready. For the news that will make lightning leave the United States of America. Yes. To our great white neighbor to the north. Yes. Canada's new automatic headlight rules have gone into effect. (laughs) As of September 2021, all new vehicles sold in Canada have to have headlight, taillights, and side lights that automatically turn on in the dark, and your dashboard will not light up unless the actual headlights are oh, on. Oh, oh,
0: oh yes, <laughs> yes, I love my Canadian brothers. Woo!
1: And this is to combat what they call quote unquote phantom vehicles.
0: Every single night!
1: Hold on. The new, every
0: night I see the it! The new
1: rule applies not just to cars, trucks, SUVs, but also motorcycles and heavy trucks. And, may I suggest to our Canadian friends to the north, mm-hmm. also make sure headlights that have high beams are disabled. Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> I am tired of oh that on the road. Oh God, every don't, don't give that tool to people. They don't need it. No, they don't. Oh my God. this is. If you're new to the show, this is a lightningism that has been happening for quite some time where I go on a rant about... All the, mainly Lexus, and I, I know what's happening to other vehicles, but I'm telling you- It's every vehicle, it's ev- dude. No, it's not everyone. It's a lot it's, of Prius. It's, it's, it's every d- vehicle. It's disproportionately Toyota products. It is Toyota products. For whatever reason- I those know frick- why, because Toyota oh.
1: uses LEDs to light up the back of their IP, whether it's on or off. And then now you get to- the vehicles that have the screens for displays, and those are, of course, always on.
0: But why do they think the headlights are on? Because the Be- DRLs are so bright. No. Yes. No. Yes. No, you're yes. missing the point. No. no. Yes. You're missing the point. No, the DRLs are so no, bright they cast No, that's a glow. not why. Yes, it they is. They have
1: no idea. The reason why is because they're driving in the city where there are streetlights and you don't even notice your headlights are on.
0: Dude, I am telling you they're I am they're telling the you spots. the opposite.
1: No. I am telling you you're wrong.
0: I'm not I'm not wrong. They are driving It's. I'm on highways. No. They're we've dri- done this before. They're driving because their lights on the dashboard are on and they're I, just do, 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 I, do, I am do. but I uh, You are you are correct that that is a major contributor Yes, but when they're looking out their windshield, they so have no. They're listen. confirmed that they're on. They they believe that they're no. on because the goddamn DRLs, no. the LED DRLs, they, they're so oblivious clothes.
1: they don't even know what's outside their car. Oh
0: my god! These are the people that shouldn't have steering wheels. By the way, like I said before, this makes your tail lights come on automatically. Too. Yes, and that is the big deal because yes. I run up on cars that don't have lights, and I cruise along the side. Every single freaking time. And there's the dashboard lit up like a Christmas tree. And I go I'm as right. I pass the vehicle, the freaking DRLs are on casting a glow in front of the car. They,
1: the glow's not big enough. They just yes, they don't is. know streetlights.
0: Because you're not, you're not using your
1: headlights. You're just driving. I can see my dash. I'm good. That's it.
0: I don't know why you have to discount my part of the, the story. Because it's wrong. It's not wrong. It's wrong. We're going to go out. Structure
1: podcast at gmail.com. Uh, tell us who's right. Lightning or Holman?
0: I don't think this was a—I know they came about at the same time when you had the very bright all-LCD dash, right, LED dash, and then you had the DRLs on the front of the car. DRLs came second. For example,
1: a 2005 Toyota Tacoma Mm -hmm. has a LED lit dash. Yes. It does not have DRLs,
0: and I don't. It does not it. have
1: the signature LED lighting. And that I came second,
0: and I don't see it happening in those trucks. <sighs> no, dude, I'm telling you, I don't see it happening in those. And you trucks. just said it happens in Toyotas. I, I am seeing it in in sedans. Probably sedans because, probably
1: because truck drivers are smarter than people drive cars. I would like to believe you're correct. I
0: will. Would like a souvenir from Canada. <laughs> yes, I am moving Thursday. All right, time to get to your mail. You eat All right, Homan is sitting opposite me and uh, going, passing out the emails. They're printed out on eight and a half by 11 pieces of paper. All right, start reading. We got to hurry through this because uh, this is the longest show we've ever recorded. That's not true. And I feel like uh, lightning has gone on a lightning. Too many you're making rants. it. You're making it more long. Twenty twenty one power stroke is the subject line from C J Houston. Lightning. This question is for you. I know Holman jacks with you about working at banks, but you're an insider. When are they going to come out with products for the 2021 Power Stroke? I missed my bank's power, and it seems like there's just a main focus on the new product for L5Ps. That's the newest Duramax. Hopefully, the Ford guys will see some stuff soon. Absolutely, you will see. uh, You can already get a Pedal Monster Throttle Booster, but if you're looking for actual horsepower gains, We have the Derringer coming very soon. The problem is we got screwed in 2020 when Ford went from analog map and FRP sensors under your hood to digital. So we had to reconfigure all of our hardware and firmware. It is coming before the end of the year. All right, got one here from uh, Mike Rich,
1: says uh, dealership help. Hey, Holman, I know you uh, know a guy at a dealership which you've been teasing about coming on the show. Well, can you make that happen soon, please? I'm looking to buy my first ever brand-new truck around December Needs to be at least a three-quarter ton gasser. And although I don't live anywhere close to his dealership, I figured any info from him would be very helpful. I'm usually a Ram guy. That that dial shifter irritates me when driving one. Uh, that is not on the three-quarter ton truck, so you don't have to worry about it on the Ram. And he said, stay away from the Chevy 66. So that makes me lean toward a Ford 73. The Chevy 66 is awful. I'm not a Ford fan, but if it's the best of the three, I can swallow my pride. I've got a big family, even bigger toy haulers. So I'm looking for more power than my current truck. Besides the Tremors, are there any special packages I should keep my eye open for? Also, I want to lift kit installed at the dealership, but I figured as long as it takes for you guys to respond to emails sometimes, <laughs> if I send this now, I might have an answer by December. Thanks for your help, guys. It's Mike Rich. Uh, tremor 7.3 is freaking awesome. The 7.3 Gasser is by far the best uh, gas engine in the heavy-duty trucks. Uh, also like the Super Duty wrapped around it. Uh, the Hemi 6.4, very capable. The Hemi's a little bit on the peaky side. Uh, only has the 8-speed uh, the transmission not quite as good as the 73 but way better than the Chevy 66 in my personal opinion plus the truck's way better uh so if i was going to do it i'd go between the Ram 64 and the Ford 73 uh the Ford 73 is no slouch dude that thing is I just on uh, beast. spent some time
0: in one uh 3 4 days so ago so smooth
1: so quiet so much power I've actually told several people, including Dave Chappelle from Dirt Every Day, Mm -hmm. when he was looking to buy his F350 or 450 Dually. You've told the story before. I told him, get the 7.3, save your money for what you're doing. There's no reason. Yeah. And he loves it. Okay. He loves it. And uh, I've got two other people with Super Duties who got the 7.3 Gasser and haven't looked back. So 7.3 Gasser is a great, great engine. To me, it's the best of the the heavy-duty truck gas engines, but the RAM will be fine and there's no dial. And by the way, the dial's not a big deal. You get used to it real quick.
0: Diesel Power Magazine, previous showpiece from Ryan Evans. Uh, So, Sean, was diesel power under your domain? Either way, enjoy this greatness. Now, it's a link to getawayclassiccars.com. What uh, is on this page? So,
1: yes, diesel power is mine. In fact, I was the editor of Diesel Power Magazine for a few years, and I clicked that link, and it was gone by the time I clicked it. What was it? It was some uh, sale
0: auction site, and it said... This vehicle is no longer in our inventory. Well, all I can say it says on the link it's something something slash nineteen ninety seven Dodge Ram thirty five hundred. Well, that's really narrows it down a lot. I don't, but I don't know why it was cool though. Other than it's that's 90, what I'm saying. I yeah. clicked on the link and it was yeah. that somebody bought it. it. Must have been cool. It got got
1: bought right away. Uh, Brake relining from Dakota Black. Hey, Lighting Holman. Currently spending my Labor Day off. Listening to the new episode at the shop doing some old-fashioned brake relining. One of two facilities in Washington that still does brake relining. We started relining when my dad hired a service writer way back when who had previously been the guy in our area for brake relining. And when I was in high school, he trained me on how to do it. Now, several years later, the brake relining is my responsibility. I'm currently cleaning up some 1950s BMW motorcycle brake shoes, after which I will cut some uh, lining to length, apply some bonding glue, and bake the material on. My recent brake relining jobs have included Model T Ford shoes, Unimog shoes, some eight-foot-long crane brake bands, wow. and my personal favorite, a three-inch long brake shoe for a cream separator at a local dairy. The brake lining actually gives me a chance to listen to the podcast, as the old diesel dart and the CJ-10 don't have radios and are too loud anyway. Thanks for such an awesome show. Being a young technician, it's really enjoyable to hear from all these awesome people and businesses and to be able to continue learning, even just from listening. Thank you. And that's uh, Dakota Black, our uh, friend from Unlimited Services.
0: Thank you guys for uh, writing us. We do appreciate it. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Newest episode from Greg Shoots. Afternoon, EV and holy man. Second email, LOL, just cutting a bunch of properties and have TSB in my earbuds. I guess he's a, a landscape architect or something thereabout. I'm staying all caught up listening to the latest and greatest. Love the part about you talking about said mountain area, but not sure if you meant to slip Moab in there like you did, lol. Not sure if that gave the area away or not. So this is Holman talking about your... Rivian adventure. Yes. Right?
1: That we'll get uh, more in some upcoming episodes.
0: Okay. So I'm really curious to hear about this and uh, find out what you were driving with that much horsepower. Anyway, absolutely love the show. Five stars. Five star review. Five star. And that is Greg from Pennsylvania. Thank you again for writing Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com. Well, thanks for uh, sticking with us for a, a particularly long show. I uh, hope that was worth your uh, ear effort ear effort. I'm going to go see them tonight at the Palladium. It's going to be great. The truck show. The truck show. The truck
2: show. Whoa, whoa.
1: Yeah, I said ear effort. I'm going to hashtag that along with the gizzling. (laughs) I forgot about the gizzling. The (laughs) G is silence. Yes, the G is silence.
0: When did, when did that originally happen? We were talking about uh, Steve, everyone Steve at Cummins. Us. Yeah, oh, Steve Sanders at yeah, Cummins. Yeah, we haven't
1: had him on in a while. We should have him back.
0: We need to. Yeah, because we're always, does it bug you, Steve, when people say Cummings with a G at the end? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. The G is silent. Do you think
1: that the gizzlet, how many, if I go to Instagram right now and try and hashtag that,
0: how many uh, followers follow hashtag, that one? Hashtag the gizzlet. Yeah. Not the G is silent. Hold gizzling. on. Let me. Let me I'm going to put it in here. <laughs> The G is silent. And while he's looking that up, guys, seriously, it's Cummins not coming. 500 plus. Really? Yeah, 500 plus posts.
1: The Jizzlin <laughs> so funny. Thank you oh, to everybody who's made the Jizzlin Over 500 uh, uh, hashtags on Instagram. Truck We're Show Podcast trending. listeners are the best. Hey, uh, if you guys want to interact with us, TruckShowPodcast at gmail.com. The five star hotline, 657 205 6105. And by the way, Guys, we are
0: lean on our voicemails. Yeah, you need some love. We definitely need some five-star hotline. Five-star. 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 Hotline. 657-205-6105. Now, you're driving. You can't remember that number. So just go to at Truck Show Podcast Instagram and click the call button.
1: Or you can always find us on the the socials, at LBC Lightning, at Sean P. Holman, at many of our various other... <laughs> hashtags and ats that we have. You've got uh, ADV Jeep, and I have at
0: Ford, Lockjaw C20. You have uh it rim I sent you another one this week. You did? Yeah. You did? Yeah. You DM'd it to me or what? I don't remember. Mm, I think uh, I texted it to you. I don't recall getting a text from you. No, Not with it. You should resend it. <laughs> okay, it's, I'll just... it's hung up on, uh, on Wi-Fi somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in the cloud? Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> All right. Before we leave, we got to thank our uh, sponsors. Thank you, Nissan, for uh, sticking it with us. Sticking it to us? Sticking with us? <laughs> Sticking with us.
0: Come on now. Mounter, monitor, key, engine,
1: parameter. They're monitoring our uh, parameters. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nissan, nissanusa.com. Head down to your local dealer. Check out the all new frontier. In dealerships now. Lightning even saw one in person and went, oh, wow. By the way, did you hear how solid the door was when you slammed it?
0: <sighs> There's no metallic sound at all. Nothing. It's it's, 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 it's very. Yep. Yeah. It's, 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 it's nice. Airtight. And w- another reason that the fender. Audio system sounds so good because it's truly a pressurized cabin.
1: And it's a lot smaller space, so it's just rocking out in there. You feel like you're wearing headphones.
0: All right. Well, if you want to uh, experience it, head down
1: to your local Nissan dealer and talk to, is it Carlos? Carlos. If yeah, you live Cerritos, in Cerritos. Cerritos. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if, and if you work at a Nissan dealership and you want us to give you props, uh, yeah, shoot us a note. We'll be happy to, to pimp out some Nissan dealers and give our, uh, our listeners a place to go. Hell yeah. And we'll give you a sticker. No, we won't. That's a lie. All right, from quality trucks to quality tools, if you're looking for some quality hand tools, right. head over to Durlastparts.com or visit your local AutoZone where uh, you can pick yourself up some Durlast tools. They feature a complete line of professional grade technicians' hand tools, engineered for what matters most that's speed, access, and strength. Durlast tools are manufactured with heat treated forged alloy steel for superior strength and feature a full polished chrome finish for corrosion resistance and easy cleaning. All Durlast tools are. Guaranteed for life. Once again, that's duralassparts.com or your, your local, local
0: AutoZone. AutoZone. Ooh, we're, all, we're almost in stereo we're Almost. There. In st- and you'll need some of those Last tools when you install your brand new Bill Stein shocks. Bill Steins are the shocks that I put on
1: my vehicles, and they're the shocks that you want for your truck. They're from the company that invented the monotube in 1955. Bill Stein has full coverage today for all popular vehicles, including direct replacement, performance parts, leveling kits, all the way up to race parts. In fact, you can find Bill Stein from the factory on Nissan Titans, Nissan Frontiers, The Ram TRX and the new Ford
0: Bronco, when manufacturers want the best, they choose Bilstein. You'll find the entire catalog at Bilstein.com. And when you're looking for quality American-made truck parts, look no further than our friends at DZ. That's D-E-E-Z-E-E. DZ products get you work ready or weekend ready.
1: You can follow them at at MFG
0: on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Hey, it's Lightning. Thank you for making it to the very end of the show. There's probably only a few of you that have. And as proof, we'd like you to call the five-star hotline, 657-205-6105, and give us your best impression of Holman's... That'll be the way that we know you heard this. Was that good? Freaking ears. Ow. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors.